Today's subject really challenges the suspension of disbelief. We're going to be talking about globe trotting, giant monsters, portals to mythical dimensions, time dilation, and one dude with multiple families. That's right, we're going to be reviewing Monarch Legacy of Monsters, currently found on Apple. Now, if you haven't seen the show, make sure you go watch it first because we're going to go into heavy spoilers and it's a good show. Now, if you're one of those people who tried to give it a chance and you couldn't get through all the flashbacks and flash forwards, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a reason for all that. And it's part of the underlying theme that my good friend, Fredo, who's one of my co-hosts in this particular episode, explains that theme. It's super deep, man. Like I said, if you haven't seen it, watch it with a critical eye because it is good. Now, if you don't care about any of that, that's on you, but you've been warned. My co-hosts today are Cousin Primo and my good friend Fredo, and I am your host, and you're listening to the Floral Podcast. <laughs> All right, we're, 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 hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay? Uh, Let me just do it, okay? Let me just do it for you, okay? Uh, All right, otra vez. <laughs> How's that? We'll take you from there. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the Floral Podcast. I'm Edgar Otra Vez. And today on the show, I have my uh, good friend, Fredo. What's up, Fredo? Oh, it's Craig Alekin. And, uh, oh, I like that. And, uh, and also, I have my other co host, Cousin Primo. What's up, Primo? What's up, my brother's Primo in the house? What's up? So, um, so the subject of uh, conversation for today will be Monarch Legacy of Monsters. It's the show based on the Godzilla verse, but on the American side, but I'm not too sure. So, I have a couple questions, I guess, before we start. Mm-hmm. I want to say that the monster verse or the kaiju verse on the American side is separate from the Japanese version, uh, specifically speaking, Godzilla minus one. Is that still mm-hmm. true? Because I could have sworn I saw evidence in the show that minus one was kind of kind of mentioned. They had like a G day minus two when they were talking mm-hmm. about it in some place on a map. Do you remember that? I think it was when yeah. they broke into that uh, quarantine area or that area that was that was uh, sealed off and they were looking at that map that had all mm-hmm. the paths of where the monsters were, were, were showing up. And I could have sworn there was something mentioned about G-Day minus two. So like that means that there's a minus one. Right. So I thought it, that was referring to Godzilla, the, the American Godzilla movie. What I see it as this is that technically in almost every Godzilla movie I've ever seen and, and all the American ones, the Godzilla we're seeing now that came out in 2014, that's actually the second Godzilla. So like you're saying there's numerous Godzillas? Yeah. When you see the inner earth, you do see uh, when Kong, there are multiple skeletons of Godzilla the corpse. So oh, I thought those more. Those were Concourse scores too, but oh, okay. they there was there was a Godzilla Corp, a bones. Huh. So it had there's more than just one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the other thing too is, you know, okay, so before we get too deep into it, let's just start from the top. So Godzilla or Godzilla, um Monarch 
tells the story about a, a basically generations of a family that are involved with Monarch and the creation of Monarch, but also like wrapped up with, with these monsters. So we follow the story of K Randa and Kintaro Randa along with uh, Lee Shaw and Dr. Kieko Miura. And we follow these people throughout time. Uh, as they try to figure out the mystery of the monsters along, along with that, we, we see the inception of the monarch, the company, which was a military based company. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, as we mentioned in a previous episode, we watched the first three episodes, we picked up the story where Kate, who is the granddaughter of Kieko, and the daughter of another person named Hiroshi Randa, this this girl, Kate, you see right in the beginning of the first episode, she sees Godzilla. She loses a whole school bus full of kids. And then she's kind of got this PTSD thing going on for the rest of the story. Her father disappears in the, in the beginning of the, uh, of, the, of the show. But then she finds out that there's clues to another life that she had that her father had. And she follows these clues to Japan only to find out that her dad had a second family, which gets nuttier because then in that second family, she figures out that she has a half brother, Kentaro. And then they kind of try to uncover the mystery of who their father really was. As they start getting deeper and deeper into the story of who her father, who their father really was, they figure out that he's really deeply involved in Monarch and he's been living this double life. And the deeper they get, the more involved they get into the whole monarch company and the chasing of monsters to the point that they, and I forgot where the third episode left off. Do you remember Primo? I think they broke um, Colonel Shaw out of the retirement home. That's right. So then they, Mm -hmm. correct. So they, they do kind of follow the, the trail all the way down to Lee Shaw, Mm -hmm. who was kind of a love interest for Kieko back in the day. Cause as we find out, this is, this is another thing about the show. There's a lot of time jumping and there's even like a storytelling within the story. So like there's Mm -hmm. a point in the later episodes where they go back in time, they do a flashback. And then in that flashback, somebody tells a story and I was just like, Jesus Christ, how many layers of this do you have to fucking do but anyway monster versus deep it, it, it really was deep and i was just like whoa it just and so like when they pull back to a more current time whew, it's just like coming out of the pool almost but anyway but as uh, as they're getting uh more invested and more and figuring out more shit they start to get the attention of monarch and now they're being kind of chased themselves by uh the company as well yeah so so by the point where they get to lee shaw's he shows them that, you know, they're listening and everything's like wiretapped and yeah. Yeah. So I think where, where we need to pick up at is where they end up going to, is it Antarctica? Alaska, no? Alaska. So they go to Alaska and yeah, that's where they see another monster. So, so let's pick up from there and we'll just kind of tell the story as, as we go, just so you guys know, we're going to spoil the crap out of this show. So if you haven't watched the show, uh, please go watch it. It's really worth your time. It's a fun watch and it's high quality, but if you don't care, then hang on. <laughs> 
so let's pick it up from there. So they're in Alaska. Yeah, they're, they're following the trail of Hishori. When they get there, they actually find evidence that Hishori is alive. They were suspecting mm-hmm. that he was dead at this point, but he's actually alive. It was something that the kids picked up on. Because yeah. their dad always shaved, like, pencil shavings or whatever. Yeah. And they found a desk that was covered in, like, pencil shavings. So that's yeah. why they knew it, he was there. Yeah, they, they, he was recently there. And so their suspicions mm-hmm. were that he was alive. You still weren't sure that he was alive at that point, but they felt that... Yeah. <laughs> That the, mm-hmm. that the trail was was now kind of warmer than it was before. They were on the, the right track, yeah. Yeah. Right. But the funny thing is when they land on that, the plane gets wrecked, right? Like, because mm-hmm. a monster pops up and just wrecks the plane. And that monster was fucking awesome. It was scary. <laughs> it was scary because I was like, I don't know how these guys are going to get out of here. Because, I mean, that monster was like sucking the heat off of stuff mm-hmm. which you didn't figure out until i guess i was it the following heat, episode heat. right yeah right it was like a, a heat eater yeah that was amazing did you ever see that monster before primo no that's one of my that's one of the first ones it's rare i mean it was a small little monster mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but it's a monster nonetheless but it's like the size of the plane yeah let's say a little bit longer than that and then what it was is like it just ate heat whatever heat was around he just sucked on it and that's how probably what what it ate you know the the crazy part too is like how it it would run underground like nothing burr itself and it was like fast as fuck i'm like no nah, you y'all gonna die it's, I'm yeah sorry. it's kind of like weird mole monster but like mm-hmm. like but it's not part of the pantheon of of uh kaiju from no, no it's a first it's a brand new it's a first one. Brand new one. That's the one thing I liked about Monarch is like they're not afraid to like show different types. Like like the traditional Godzilla monster types, uh-huh. like the small ones. Like when they did that movie with Godzilla versus Kong, those um skull, whatever you want to call them, uh, I forgot what they call those. So yeah, so then they eventually escape, but like they, I thought they were gonna lose that that girl May. Right. Wasn't wasn't it was it May or was it Kate? Who got the pants? May. Who got pants wet? May. She was the one who fell in the. Who got her pants wet? And she's on. She's trying yeah, to run. She's like happy storm hasn't hit her yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. You know. Yeah. We almost lost that character. You figure out eventually that she's got like a a secret identity. You know. Mm-hmm. And and you're wondering why. And you know, I thought she was. She was like I don't know. I, I figured that she was some kind of hacker or something because she's so good with computers. Didn't her laptop get damaged at that point too? Yeah, she was the one with all the coordinates, right? Yeah, or yeah, right. or she had the laptop, and she's the one who actually decrypted the files from the yeah. father. But but also, right. like, didn't she mention later that oh yeah, well I got it in the cloud or whatever, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. She, she she stole everything and put it in the cloud. Yeah. It's all the and she's into low tech, not high tech. Yeah. Like she she still had a razor, mm. you know, and that's what she well, used. But no, she. But that's that's like her hobby, though. That was like what she was into right. for fun. I mean, mm-hmm. if you saw her like office when we first meet her, she was all no, about yeah, high tech and shit. Yeah, but I mean, the story wise, story wise, this is a great, this is a great, this is a great series so far. I mean, I lo- I loved it. I still love it. Like, you know, there's certain things that I like. I get intrigued when they start talking about the MonsterVerse. Like, oh, this guy's been. The father is, a, he's a, like in the beginning of the episode, wasn't he just a fisherman who found the suitcase? Who, the, the dad? The dad. You're talking about the one who's like, they're obsessed. Yeah. Hiroshi? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what his deal was, but he was also a doctor. 
Okay, so one of the things that happened is in the show. Um, again, we're we're gonna jump around because might as well. I mean, the show jumps around. But at one point, in a situation where Lee Shaw feels compelled to leave the the military base in in an effort to help Kyoko and Bill Randa to like with with a an assignment, basically a field assignment, where they kind of create the kind of beacon for the kaiju when he leaves the base he ends up giving up his basically his position in the company oh yeah yeah yeah. and when he does that they Mm -hmm. give it to somebody else and that guy starts using the money for other means other than to actually research stuff that he was looking for i I believe he was looking for ways to like just kill the monsters and not tell anybody it was it was something like there was a important meeting that he had to attend and it had to do with with With, the whole monarch program yeah and the future Mm -hmm. of the company for sure he was already warned by his uh his his senior uh officer i forget the the older man he was like you you cannot his father no no it wasn't his father it was was general yeah it was like he he was kind of already aware that he had to be there that's why he didn't initially (laughs) go with them on that but i think they went to the philippines right where they were trying to I think so. To recreate that that beacon, yeah, that's, yeah. So mm-hmm. that was General Puckett. Yeah, that spoke a lot to that character. His whole drive throughout the series was he he initially was uh, assigned. His job was just to protect Keiko, and that's right. that resonates throughout the entire series all the way to the end. Yeah, but it's not just about Keiko anymore. He, he, Keiko becomes. A love interest for Lee Shaw. You sure. Know? Sure, but sure, like sure. The, the colonel actually, uh, and it's funny that you say that he's his father. He is not his father. But at that point, he did kind of speak to him like a father figure. Yeah, because didn't he go to like his, to his like house? Barbecue. Yeah, and yeah. he was like yeah. in the middle of a barbecue. Yeah, he was in the middle of a barbecue. And he and, warned him there. It's like, do, do not fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He, yeah, because he was like actually worried about his future, uh-huh. his station in the company, and as a officer of the military, he was like, "Look, you know, like, you know, you do this, and, and you're going to force me to do something in in reaction to what you're doing." This is like, you know, do what you have to, but please understand that I have a responsibility too, and like, exactly, that's the type of that's the type of conversation that you have with someone who is above you and is watching out for you, who actually gives a fuck about your future. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, exactly. uh, I, I've had similar conversations with like my boss and stuff, not, not in this kind of weird kind of high stakes scenario, but it, where, you know, he's looking out for you because he's, he's looking out for you because he's worried about you, you know, and he has, he cares about you. And so that, that was the situation that, Lee Shaw was in with the general Puckett guy and Puckett was just giving him basically fatherly advice, but he's also got his hands tied because he Mm -hmm. has a responsibility. He has a responsibility, Mm -hmm. not only the company, but more so to the military and where, how the the money president, the president and how the money is being used. And if, if he runs off and leaves because he wants to protect this girl, because really I think his, his motivations were a little mixed up there. He was, he was romantically interested in Kieko. And that's why Correct. Lee Shaw took off. And when he showed up there, 
It wasn't just to protect her, which he did, by the way. Him being there may have made the difference for her safety because while they were sitting there, that beacon, because he shows up and then they have a private conversation. And while they were sitting there talking, the beacon gets pulled into the water and then popped out like a freaking beach ball and almost kills them. And Lee Shaw saves himself, of course, and Kieko at the, at the same time. But at the same time, you could argue, well, you know, she was in danger because he was there. Maybe she wouldn't be sitting there and that wouldn't be an issue. Mm, but who knows? That's true. He loses control over Monarch at that point. And then. Um, right. They go back to Monarch and then everything is being like reorganized. And then we meet the other character who's now in control. Yeah. And lets him know. Mm. Yeah. And he's a bit of a dick, you know, like he, yeah, he yeah there's some kind of rivalry there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he didn't care for whatever they were doing. He basically thought it was nonsense and he was like using the money to kind of make a big, big, big gun to kill the, the, the Kaiju. This is where it kind of gets a little fuzzy for me. So now you've already seen Kieko disappear. You thought she was dead because I mean, the bug monsters basically took her. Right. In the first, uh, was it the first episode? First episode yeah. Yeah. So. so like what I didn't realize was that was the end or not the end, but like towards the end of that particular timeline story. So, I, you know, I think it's like episode six around there, maybe seven where you find out they have jumped time in, in the way they were telling the story. And they went from, from where she was around to where she was gone. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, where is she? And then you realize, oh, because like in, in the same episode, you know, there's you're introduced to the little kid. And then later on, it's like, where's the mother? And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Is it because she's now gone? So she, that thing stuck. She's actually gone now. So like, I didn't realize that why as they were telling the story. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that 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 that's. Basically, Hiroshi or little boy Hiroshi was left without a mom at that point. Um, but I thought uh, the Bill character, wasn't he already kind of in their lives before he, she disappeared? Yeah, she, he, was, she, he, he was married. And mom. that was the other conflict I was having. Because with all the time jumping, I was confused as to who was attached with who, when, etc. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. Because <laughs> Bill was chasing her just as, just as Lee was chasing her, just as well yeah. as, as he was. Right. But it wasn't clear, like, you know, who was married to who, when. Because in, in, when the first, in, the, in the first episode, when you're introduced to all the characters, you know, you, you see the tension between the, 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 the three and you know at that point that Bill is married to Kieko. And you can tell that Lee wanted Kieko for himself. And I think is it the seventh seventh episode? I forget where, but at one point he gets they get ready to push the monarch spaceship. I'll call it a spaceship for the lack of a better word. Uh, I don't know if they had a word for it, but there's this weird little pod thing that everybody got into, and they were sent into the middle verse and what is it called? Uh, Apex. No, Atlas. What is it called? Shit. I knew I was going to forget it. Access. Access. Well, well, before that, the, the, yeah. they, they, they were able to get back control of Monarch. That's, and then right. that's how they were able to convince the general about 
the misuse of funds that the other guy was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or was it that there was this other world where there, there these creatures were come from? That's what led them to create this pod and send this team of, of soldiers down there. Yeah. I forgot what the reasoning was, but he was able to convince them. Yeah, he was about to have a meeting with the president and he, he kind of like cut him off before he went and then he showed him like some proof of something that, that of some looming danger that was in this other place. Mm. Yeah, because the other guy mm. just wanted to get, be done with it. Yeah, he wanted to be done and yeah, and focus on like atomic bombs and other shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was like, no, look, this guy is, you know, he's not doing the job that he's supposed to be doing. And here's evidence. And he convinced them. And then he was able to take control over Monarch. And then that led into them sending that pod. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they went into the pod, you like the part of the story that you don't really realize what happens is, is that uh, when they go down in there, the pod, into that pod, it's later revealed that they actually make it to the other side. They get to the Axis Mundi, which is what was coined by Kieko at one point. They go into that mm-hmm. middle verse between Earth and whatever. And so they were doing, they were down there for a week exploring. And then eventually another wormhole opens up. And they get sucked out and then, and they lose people. They lost people when they landed. They lost somebody. They lost one person. And then as they got sucked Didn't back in. A monster, a monster attacked them, no? Oh, is that what happened? They lost yeah, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No, they lost the whole crew. <laughs> yeah. They lost the whole crew. Um, except, except it, Shaw. Except Shaw. But like when they first got there, they were there for a week. But when they first got there, they lost one person. And then as time went on, uh, eventually the, another portal uh, opened up and they lost they lost the rest of the crew. Yeah, dude. So they, they pop up into the other side. And then when he finally shows up on the other side, it's like, what is it? 1984 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he realizes like he, he is in Japan. People are like taking care of him. He's like, you know, basically kind of out of it. And he realized they, he realizes that he's in a hospital, but he's kind of held hostage a little bit in that, in that hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually somebody shows up, and it's well he takes the the nurse that was treating him mm-hmm. he, like takes her hostage to try to get out of this hospital or figure out where he's at and like and that's when he comes into uh meeting uh what's his name Hiroshi yeah Hiroshi he confronts him yeah, and lets he, him know that yeah cuz he was like yelling for Bill Randa the whole time he's like yeah, somebody exactly. get me Bill Randa mm-hmm. find me Bill Randa I need to talk to Bill Randa and then Hiroshi Randa shows up and lets him know that that guy's been dead and that he is Kiko's son. And so, yeah, then they take, they take Lee Shaw and they stick him in an old folks home for the rest of his life at that point. Oh yeah. That fucking, that, that's fucked up, dude. (laughs) You know, like you, you like, how can you, yeah. You know, I don't. It, it, it makes sense too, though. Like I, like they just want to bury that guy. But like at that point, you're gonna do that to that character. Why not just kill him? I don't understand why you would put him in an old folks' home. You know? Well, that leads up to where they break him yeah. out. Eventually, they break okay, him out. Okay, so that, but so that, so the whole thing is that they, he knows something. They're recording him. They want him to say something. Oh, was that what they were doing? That's why they were keeping him alive. They want him to say something. 
they're waiting for him to explain what the fuck happened. And since he's in a time dialect, he had that time thing. He's keeping quiet. Yeah. So that's why they were watching him. Yeah. Hmm. I do remember that they were watching him pretty hard and, mm-hmm. uh, and that he wouldn't like talk. But it's at the same time he mentioned something in 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 prior episodes where you were like you know you, you could talk but they won't listen and they won't listen to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, um, but yeah, that that was oh that was rough to swallow, man. Yeah. <laughs> was the nurse that uh, that was that ends up being this guy's mom, right? That's how he hooks up with that lady, yeah. and then has the kid, the son. As, has the mm-hmm, son, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that lady ends up being Kentaro's mom. Mom. And mm-hmm. so when Hiroshi shows up to talk to uh what's his name? Uh Lee Shaw, it turns out, you know, he hangs out a little bit. He ends up having you know, having a conversation with mm-hmm. with uh Kentaro's mom and apologizes mm-hmm. for her being taken hostage. And then he brings her flowers, no? He, he brings her a little pot of flowers, yeah. and they have this conversation, and that's where the romance starts with them. But I'm like, that's fucked up, man. Like, because at that point, I think he already had the other relationship. Yeah, with that, that was my next question. Mm-hmm. Was he was he already a father to Kate? I like, think so. She, right? I think he was already with her. Yeah, I think he was already that's with her. Yeah, and then he, yeah, dude, that's so fucked up, man. You know, but then like, like that also explains as to why he was always traveling back, why he even began to travel back and forth from Japan and the United States, because he was already at the United States at that point and he was staying in the United States, but now he's traveling Mm -hmm. back and forth from the United States to Japan to keep an eye on Lee Shaw, but also to investigate Monarch a little further without being inside Monarch. Right. So because he was hunting, he was hunting the monsters as well. I never got clear as to why he was looking for the monsters. It was just basically he wanted evidence that they existed for the sake of his parents. Well, I think he was the one who found them, the suitcase. Remember in the beginning of the episode, the John Goodman character threw the suitcase into the ocean, Skull Island, because mm. he thought he was going to die. But you see, that, I didn't know that. I didn't catch that at, at first. But yeah, the John Goodman character, that's Bill. That's his dad. Yeah. Oh, that's Bill? That's Bill. That's yeah. older Bill. Get the fuck out. Okay, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. They, they, John Goodman, the character in, of yeah. Bill is, is in, mm-hmm. in the movie Kong Skull Island. That's He's Bill Randa. That le- that's Bill Randa. No, mm-hmm. I just looked it up in INDB. You're right. That's Bill Randa. Yeah. That's why he made that last. You know how the series starts with John Goodman? He mm-hmm. records like this one last message to his son. And he's like, I hope I leave you something that you can continue. He apologized for not being there for him. But then he's like, I, I hope I leave you some type of legacy. That's mm-hmm. where he put everything in a suitcase and just threw it out. Damn. Right before he dies. Because he dies mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. In that movie, yeah, he does die in that movie. But he doesn't die at the cliff. Oh. That was his own motivation. Oh, dude, for like, I didn't even realize mm-hmm. that shit. I no, didn't I didn't catch that at the beginning. But they come back to it at the end. Like in episode 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's, he's re-watching the video that his father sent them yeah. on the TV and that's when his son and the uh, other guy from Monarch show up uh-huh. and he was watching that and that's when it clicked to me because I didn't catch it at the beginning but yeah I didn't realize it too. So I was like oh shit that Bill that's <laughs> you know the problem is is that Bill really let himself go man like he really got he really <laughs> put on some some pounds on there dude like how am I supposed to know that that's you man you, you gain too much weight <laughs> 
<laughs> but did you see that John Goodman? That's like current John Goodman. Yeah. But John Goodman, when they made the Kong Skull Island, that was like pre diet. So he was a little heavier. Yeah. <laughs> so if you watch John Goodman now, or if you watch the, the, yeah, other, the show, a, the Connor, he, yeah. he's a little, he's thinner. He's not yeah. as big. He's not as big. Right. I was like, oh, there's some continuity. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think they, they shot him like close up. Like yeah. it's all like, yeah. Just in the face. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not as heavy as he hey, used to dude, be. Dude, you, you know, you want to lose a little weight, just go to fucking Skull Island, you know? It's, you know. You'll run everywhere. Yeah. Shit. yeah, exactly. You're just doing nothing but running there. <laughs> You're running and shit. And they want one. Hey, you can lose five pounds dude. in like one single minute. Dude, you can lose an arm. Like, there goes five pounds. They have giant mosquitoes, <laughs> giant fucking spiders, giant. Giant apes, mm. like, dude, that's all you're doing is running. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, um, nah, man, I did not catch that. That's, oh man, I wonder, I wonder if it's my fault or if it's just the show's fault that I missed that. Like, I can't tell. Who's in the beginning? Unless you already had knowledge of the movies and knew mm. who everybody was and went into the series, yeah, I, I think you it would be easily missed. You see, like, here's the thing, like, especially oh, you. tell him the truth. Tell him he's not a fan. When I first turned on the series and I saw John Goodman, I was like, oh, shit, this guy's in the show. And yeah. then I never saw him again. And then they come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did you show us that? Yeah. You know, there goes 50 million. <laughs> and then it all. Yeah. Then they yeah. came back and they came back around to it. But then they're like, ah, oh, OK. This show is so high quality. And obviously they spent a shit ton of money, but I, I really do mm-hmm. wonder how much they fucking paid Goodman to just be basically in it for about maybe a total of 10 minutes. Yeah. Th- th- even that is an, is an exaggeration. I'm sure that was like a, a few hours work. Green screen. He's probably at his, at his home. Yeah. <laughs> in a 3D yeah. suit and him really running. It's not really him. <laughs> it's like, here, man, put on this, put on, put on this outfit you wore 10 years ago. Dude. Yeah, CGI is beautiful. <laughs> but I mean, props to them to like try to make everything seem seamless as far as like how this series connects to the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. they try to make right. it all cons- cut, yeah, you know, consistent, consistent, yeah. consistent with the, with everything that. And I think the show does a good job of of filling in that those gaps in in between yeah. the, all these movies. I do think so too. I think they did a really good job. Because it made me want to rewatch the movies. It, and my biggest mm-hmm. problem with the movies was like the overall human stories were garbage. You know, I just yeah. watched it for the monsters. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, like I have a problem with a little bit with the story of these characters in this show. I think that I forgot what episodes there were, but there's a few episodes where it's just like, I can do without yeah. this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like two True. two episodes where I'm like, this is fucking boring. And I want to see the whole like going to San Francisco just to find uh, and seeking into that area that's you know guarded, ground, quarantine ground yeah. zero yeah. area where yeah, yeah. right. We could have done without all of that. Although that episode, no? no, you think we needed it? I don't know, man. It was just like, maybe you could write it better. I don't know what you could have done. It's just that there needs to be a point where Kate's mom comes to realize that her husband was basically a part-time husband and he Mm -hmm. was having two families. Okay. So here's, here's, here's a real kicker with this show, right? Mm -hmm. Like never mind the monsters, the monsters. I have no problem with them. For some reason, I believe that shit. No problem. Yeah. Where, I, where I have a real problem 
where the fucking the suspension of disbelief falls apart the, the human is the, element is the fact that this motherfucker has two <laughs> families he has two families mm-hmm. one fucking income two families in two places how the fuck did he pull that off that is Not, bullshit. mind you mind you the two places that they both live in are like one of the highest <laughs> yeah san francisco yeah and tokyo yeah yeah the cost of living in those two areas <laughs> are so astronomically fucking high how the hell was this guy maintaining that lifestyle plus never mind that he has to fly back and forth between these two places I mean, that's a fucking thousand dollar plane ticket, man. You know, that's, he, that's that monarch money for you, dude. No, he's, he's, he's doing it outside of monarch. Remember, yeah. he's a doctor of some kind. Who knows what kind of doctor he really is? But yeah, I don't know if he's making fucking, you know, over six figures. I'm assuming maybe he's a doctor, but I don't know if he's like a medical doctor. If he's a medical doctor, I'm sure he's making more than six figures, but like or well in the six figures. But if he's not a medical doctor, then what kind of doctor you are? Are you are you a fucking are you a, a doctor of literature? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're not probably going to make all that much, you know, and, and <laughs> your asset does not have money for for two families in two high income areas of all the world. That's bullshit. That's uh, that's that, that's where the whole story falls. <laughs> I no, love how you foc- you focus on that one little thing, and you were like, "I don't believe, I don't buy this shit. I don't buy this shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy it. Like, I don't buy this shit." Yeah. Oh, Godzilla, but Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla. Sure. I don't have a problem with fucking Godzilla. <laughs> but the when CGI a monster that eats fire, yeah, yeah I believe that over. I have no problem with families. I don't have a problem with Godzilla. Godzilla, he's like, it looks believable. It looks real to me. Like, I call bullshit. Yeah, I call bullshit. I call bullshit on the family. I don't know what it dude I don't know put more CG on the family I don't know what it needs but that fucking that that's some bullshit there's no way even if he's a fucking millionaire or whatever and he has the money to just fucking fly back and forth all the time you know how the fuck are you going to be no no woman's going to be like okay with you gone 6 months out of the year you know whether it's like this month I'm here, that month I'm there, this month I'm here, that month I'm there. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's why he stayed six months. It takes him six months to get the ticket just to go back. Bro, that, that's right. It's like he's landing and he's buying the ticket to go back. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Sure, he's, yeah, I mean, and plus, Kentaro is very much like resentful because he mentions that he missed stuff. He wasn't there for this and he wasn't there yeah, for yeah. that. But he, but mm-hmm. on top of that, He's missing stuff with Kate as well. Yeah. Because he missed it too. Yeah. yeah. So like he wasn't only like fucking up the, the family in Japan. He was fucking up the family in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like no yeah. fucking way. Okay. And now I'm going to make it worse. Oh yeah. What, okay. For you. What, I'm going to make it worse. It. Okay. While he's doing all that, he's still funding his research. How? <laughs> How the fuck? Who's giving this motherfucker money? How is this guy getting all this money? How is this guy getting all this money and my poor ass can't make this fucking podcast pop? You know, like this this some bullshit. This now is some the truth, fucking the truth comes out now. Dude, it's all that's I am I'm fucking I'm fucking angry, bro. This this fucking guy flying back and forth between San Francisco and Japan, no problem. If you if the fans can see your face right now. This guy is holding both his fists up to the screen. He's like, man, 
this guy's turning super science over over a, bro, over a guy who <laughs> bro it's so fucking this is bullshit this is bullshit the monsters I have no problem with the monsters this fucking story with the two families and a job that's so fucking demanding bullshit who's giving this guy money how who's he working for is he um again who what what doctor of what what a doctor of what you know oh, I mean it's fucking I'm bullshit. sure his dad has some type of inheritance that he inherited, right? What he, you, what the fuck? Bill, Bill probably had some money stashed too. His I mean, mom too. Obviously, he was some kind of like either like because uh, I mean he was, he was he was an important person that had access to a lot of a lot of funds through governments and different yeah. companies. Right. Right? Well, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say it. He's a gigolo. That's what happened. Cool. He was gigolo. He he was he was doing his thing on the side. That's how he funded but everything. I think okay. the overall like family, uh, uh, multiple family stuff is is overarching to like the entire series. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of types of like I I think that was important to showcase this cycle of like of these people not being there for their family. Yeah, mm-hmm. which comes to fruition at the very end, which made the ending even more impactful because it kind of circles back to that family mm. dynamic of the of breaking the cycle of not being there for your kids. Mm, yeah. So that's true, man. You know what? I never picked up on that. I was looking for the overarching theme. It's just like, what is what is it? Because I mean, Godzilla. Not to mention Godzilla minus one, but it's hard to not mention Godzilla minus one when we're talking about yeah. kaiju and Godzilla. But like that had a wonderful underlying theme, and I was trying to figure out what the underlying theme is for this, and that's that's a beautiful idea. I never even thought of it. Yeah, I had it in my, in the back of my mind the whole time I was watching it. I, I'm wondering if it was maybe because I had just seen minus one and then went into this series and then i was picking up on this like yeah there's all this like families getting destroyed but and i was like i wonder if this is all gonna pay out at the end Mm. and sure enough there was like a scene at the end where it kind of breaks that cycle of like not being there for your family Mm -hmm. so what happens is that these are people who are giving up their their time and they're missing out on things Mm -hmm. Because Bill did it to Hiroshi, and Hiroshi did it to both Kate and uh, and Kintaro. Kintaro. Yeah, and then even Kieko did it, not knowing, not willingly either. But it kind of just sneaks up on you, at least yeah, in this movie, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. like Kintaro and, didn't mean to like. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Kintaro, uh, Hiroshi didn't mean to like not be there. He was just so wrapped up in his work. Right, you know, and then the same thing happened with Kyoko before he knew it. Yeah, before you Uh know it. So, like, what you're saying is true, man. It's exactly what you're saying. If you don't pay attention to these moments, these moments will be gone, and you got nobody else but to blame but yourself. Which is what happened with Kyoko. Oh yeah, the scene where she—I mean, I don't want to get to the end, but yeah, when she let's, let's realizes, yeah, no, let's yeah. let's let's, let's, let's work our way there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, because well, it's pretty pretty impactful, and, and the actress herself, she showed some it, raw emotion that I was yeah. like, shit, yeah, this is real. Ooh, I didn't <laughs> this is really real know. shit. I, I wish I would have paid it a little more attention. I was a little distracted with those two. Uh, I don't want to call them lazy episodes, but like sinker episodes where like they just kind of like it kind of slowed the pace down of the show mm-hmm. that I kind of like I, I was distracted by that. And but it happened with uh, with me as well. May also 
because she got involved with a company and, and yeah, spent yeah, so yeah. much time working. Then she had to run away from the company, which ended up being Apex, which is like the villain, you know, company. Mm-hmm. She missed out on two years or whatever of being with her family, you know? Right. They escaped the ice thing, right? They get captured mm-hmm. by Monarch. Monarch interrogates them and then they let them free. And then Shaw gets held up by Monarch. And then these people have choose to go back to their normal lives or they somewhat they go back to their families, right? They go mm-hmm. Kate goes back to San Francisco, reunites with her mom and brings along What's his name? Kate, Kate and Kentaro. Kentaro, right? Yeah. So they have a family reunion, which will eventually get another, like, torn up again as she... The thing that I really dug about that episode was was seeing her mom, who was played by freaking Karate Kid Part 2, fucking Kumiko. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kumiko. Oh, man, right. I, almost, I almost died to see her again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> She's, she, she, looks, song. she looks wonderful. She looks, she looks amazing, man. She's yeah. one of those like '80s actors, you know, that I really. <laughs> yeah, she's her name is uh, Tamlin Timota. Yeah, I yeah. mean she's been back. She's been in other stuff, but I yeah, I, I always, I always yeah. She actually Adore made an appearance. Her. She she actually made an appearance in the in the I, I guess the most <laughs> recent Kai. episode of Karate Kid or Kai, Kai. Right? Yeah, yeah she Kai. came she came back for that. Yeah. But yeah, when I saw her, I was like, oh, no, shit, this is fucking Kumiko from the Karate yeah. Kid Part 2. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how, how good she looks. I mean, yeah. And then she she had already moved on, right? She had already met up with some other guy that she was making routes to, like, the Ground Zero area. And then she snuck in their kids to go look for the shit on their uh, father's office. Right. Yeah. yeah, like, um, and it was interesting because... She, the the assumption at that point is, is that the guy is dead, right? She didn't yeah, yeah. know that this right. guy is alive. We're just yeah. trying to figure out what what he was he working on, and like, yeah, we have no idea that he's alive. The the best part was when you do realize he's alive, right? And they're in the middle of that desert. I forgot what episode that was, but they're in the middle of that uh, desert, and uh, I think it was mm-hmm, it was the following episode because they go to the office, they find a map, and they uh, it, it, they. They put it up to the light and then they figure out that the next spot would be uh, South Africa. And then they decide to go to what? How did they figure they, they it? Was Africa. They made it yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then meet up with the monarch guys, the chick and the, the guy with glasses that has been following right. them. Well, the guy with the glasses, he I forgot his name, but like the guy with the glasses was kind of working with monarch still. Mm-hmm. Whereas the one French lady, uh, Duval. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duval had gone rogue. She helped Shaw break out of the monarch prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tim was the name of the guy played by Joe Tippett. Tim was smart enough to figure out where they were going. And then he followed them to Africa because they knew that they had a base in Africa. And they kind of figured mm-hmm. that Hiroshi was visiting those bases because the bases was where everything was happening. There, there is where the portals were coming in from. And so Hiroshi was in Africa with that, that Kaiju bait machine and he was going mm-hmm. out, he was ripping it off. And I was excited. I was like, oh, shit, we finally see this guy. Like, because you, you haven't seen him since the first episode. Mm-hmm. And at that point, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, he's alive. Like, he's yeah. actually fucking alive. Because at that point, I thought they were just chasing ghosts. 
you know, mm-hmm. really until I, I didn't believe he was alive until you actually see him. You felt what the kids were feeling joy to see their dad. And yeah. But then when he was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, yeah, you yeah, guys get better the get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, get out of here. And they're like, Oh, he's mm-hmm. waving to us. No, yeah. stupid. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, like, what do you think the man is doing? Like, how stupid mm-hmm. are you? Like, I know you, I know you're a school teacher and I know you're a fucking artist. You, they were just emotionally happy to no, see dude, dad, like, bro. Dude is <laughs> out in the middle of the desert by himself with a giant ball that looks like a fucking like that that's obviously doing something it's not nobody walks around with a giant ball with a bunch of wires sticking out of it thinking that oh this was an interesting adornment for my vehicle nobody's doing it this mm-hmm. mother, obviously this guy was doing something and if i were if i was a witness to the fact that i've seen kaiju and then that my dad was involved with a company mm-hmm. that hunts kaiju that i would think maybe maybe i would have the thought that Maybe, maybe this but, is something about monsters here. Like this, maybe a monster <laughs> might show up, and that's why he's waving his hands around. Like he's not happy to see me. He's telling me to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Luckily, they, they had Shaw with them, though. He was yeah. able to figure that shit out. Like, no, he's waving. Us yeah, away. no, no. It's like, well, we gotta get, the fuck, get out the, the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like the moment I saw him waving, I was like, no, nah, dude, get the fuck out of there. There's a yeah, monster. exactly. The monster's about it's to obvious, yeah. you know. Dude. And, and and then what? Like Godzilla was like sleeping. He's like hibernating, He's dormant. Uh, dormant under. So there goes another question for you, Primo. I mm-hmm. always thought Godzilla came out of the water. Mm-hmm. No, Godzilla in all his movies, he he actually finds place to be dormant. Uh, and so, it's, so and it get, but a couple of the older movies, they found him in a park. He was sleeping under a uh, uh, a place where they were going to build an amusement park. And motherfucker is not like a dog size. This is a giant monster. No, he buries himself. He buries himself under the ground. I never knew he did that. Yeah, there's been times where he's just inside of. There was one where he was inside of a volcano. Well, I'm dormant. Yeah. Well, I mean, a volcano makes sense. There's a giant hole in it. You know, he can you know mm-hmm. hide in it. And sure, maybe he's impenetrable. Like he doesn't melt or whatever. Like, but like, uh, like in the movie, the Godzilla movie that came here. Like after all the movies, they said they made a movie called Godzilla 1985. Mm. Okay, I was happy that they brought it over. In the end of that movie, he fell inside of a volcano, and supposedly, oh, he's dead. Right. Then that restarted the whole Godzilla boom all over again. Yeah. And it came out with Godzilla versus Biolanti. And there was a terrorist group, an eco-terrorist group. Hey, you got to give us money or we're going to blast the volcano and let Godzilla loose. And they're like, no, Godzilla's dead. He goes, no, your government knows he's still still alive. He's just asleep. Mm. So in that movie, they let him loose. You see, but it's like in every other movie, he's dormant somewhere. Somebody's just, it's like, it's like you're poking the bear. Like, hey, man, don't poke the bear. Why do they poke the bear? Why do they poke the bear? They always want to poke the bear. They want to poke the bear. Always. They say, hey, they want to go run up to it and poke it and run away. Ha, 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 ha. I poked the bear. Yeah, no. Especially when a bear is fucking coked up in cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, like, what is it about human nature that we just got to go poke shit? Like, you know, is it alive? Like, oh, no, motherfucker. Why don't you just like, first of all, with all the technology that you have these days, why don't you like from a distance, get like an Mm -hmm. infrared scanner or something and see if the motherfucker has any kind of like heat coming from it. Fuck, dude, just use a selfie stick. If that (laughs) I would not use a selfie stick. 
to go polka back. I would not even. No, no, not even. I would. I would. No, I would just not even be there. If I saw anything that looked like a bear. Have you heard some of the horror stories? Fucking Godzilla is much nicer than a fucking bear. You know? Well, Godzilla doesn't even notice you. You just step on you and think nothing of it. Yeah, but then you're gone. You're dead. That's it. No, you know, he's not going to, you know, a bear will fucking eat you from the crotch up while you're still alive. And he'll just keep. The guy needs to die. And he'll just keep on munching on you, dude. Like. You know, he'll slap you around a couple times too. Oh, make sure you did, dude. If if he slaps, if a fucking bear slaps you, hope that you die. You're dead. Hope that you die. You did. Yeah. yeah, you should be. But hope that you mm-hmm. hope he doesn't like miss part of your face or something. Hopefully, he'll just take your head right off. If that happens to you, hope that he kills you, because forget about the immense amount of fucking pain that you're gonna feel. Cause bear, I mean a bear's paw, man. It's like giant claws. It's a fucking monster. It's a fucking. It's a bear is a fucking monster. You don't need to make up monsters. There's fucking bears. There's bears in this world. There's bears and there's fucking lions, and those things are horrible and they don't give a fuck if you're dead while they're eating you. You know, I think a lion actually kills you. I, I think yeah. a lion might actually fucking kill you before he eats you. A bear doesn't care. That's how fucking crazy and savage bears are, dude. They'll just be gnawing on you and you're sitting there and you can't do anything and shit and you're just watching yourself getting eaten. How horrible is that? Godzilla is much nicer than a fucking bear. Godzilla will just laser your house, you know, step on you. Doesn't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> fuck. So Godzilla good, bears bad. Bear, bears real yeah. bad. <laughs> bears That's real what bad. I took from that. <laughs> 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 Bears, no, no. Godzilla, yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of this shit I want. I don't want any of this shit. I want to be nice and safe in my little house. No bears, no Godzilla. Uh, fucking inflation, no inflation either. Inflation, go away, please. Um, but yeah, like, um, but yeah, so at that point, uh, Godzilla comes out of the ground and then, you know, terrorizes shit. And then, like, he just, you know, gets out of the ground and he starts throwing stuff and then people start rolling down this hill and I thought for sure somebody was going to die. I, I, well, they, I Didn't they? I thought people died. The whole crew died. Yeah, they no, had a team with them. Was- no, yeah, well, I mean, all the all the extras died. Yeah, the extra, all the soldiers and all, all the extras. soldiers, yeah, yeah. they died. <laughs> all the well-trained soldiers, they, they no, all died. People but, died. Yeah, but, but yeah, our, but, our, our characters that, that we're see, following. That just proves my point. That just proves my point. All the training in the world won't, won't, let, won't let you live. But a big fat dude lives. Yeah. Okay. Because he was like, okay, he must have bounced his way down the ramp and he survived. And the soldiers are like, oh, well, yeah, well, he was in the helicopter, remember? He was in that helicopter. And that helicopter, like, you know, uh, took a shit because it hit, it hit the, one of the Mm -hmm. stalagmites or whatever on the, on Godzilla's back and shit. And they freaking flew out of the, it fell out of the sky. I mean, that guy survived. He got hurt. Hey, a little bit. He got hurt. He got way more hurt, and yeah. later on, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, he got like a little boo boo. 
Like he got yeah, a little boo boo, he, he got he, a little band aid, and that was it. He didn't, he didn't mean, escape it. Escape. He tasted dirt in his mouth. That was yeah. it. Yeah. You know, he tasted dirt. Yeah. That's all that happened yeah. to him. Meanwhile, you know? everybody else in the fucking helicopter died. Everybody who was standing next to fucking uh, Lee Shaw and and Kentaro and Kate and and May, mm-hmm. everybody except these characters died. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Okay, so now and, I have a question the, for you. And the chick, the the girl from Monarch that helped Shaw. Escape. Oh, the French lady Duval. Yeah, no, she, they eventually, no she she no, she, she survived. She survived because yeah. yeah. she eventually him and her and Shaw eventually leave. Yeah, they just pull up and leave. Kentaro and Kate and and the and the the guy with glasses behind. Yeah. And they show up later. Because they were done. They were done. They were like, our dad doesn't want us. Fuck yeah. this! Like we've been look out here looking for him, and he told us Man. to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So we're done. I'm going back to Japan. Again, it's like how how self absorbed are you, you fucking idiots? Like, can you not realize that maybe your dad didn't want you there because there's a giant fucking monster? But I mean, it makes sense though. If you have like a long history of your dad not being there, not wanting you. Yeah, you're gonna react that way. You're you can't gonna be have, like, you can't even have the thought that maybe <laughs> he was trying to keep you safe. Safe? Yeah, sure. But kids <laughs> won't see it that way, right? You can do, you can have your best intentions, and your kids won't see it that way. They'll I, just see the fact that you're not not like acknowledging them or wanting them. Dude, that makes no fucking sense, bro. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't, man. It's like, oh, my dad didn't want me, you know, like, yeah, oh, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, later, later. And then, and then, later and then the, 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 the giant like, monster shows up, and he did want me, and like, fuck you, dad. I'm gonna go with the kaiju, you know, just like. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. After that, Katara was, I'm done. He was like, yeah, I don't want it. <sighs> so I don't want nothing to do with it no more. Yeah. You had, you had a question, was, Primo. Was, what was your, what was your question, Primo? My thing is, where in the timeline does this, where is, when is this happening in a movie series? Is it before King of the Monsters? It's between Godzilla and King of the Monsters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to point that out because at that point, Apex wasn't, Apex didn't, that company didn't change their name until later to Apex. Because they were doing the uh, the experiments on the animals. Yeah, they're doing the cyborg stuff. But they were already around, like during this series. The right, way, they were already around. Yes, they're already, like Apex. they're already known as Apex. <laughs> yeah, because she even uh, what's the hacker girl applies at that company before figuring mm-hmm. out. She was only like figured out like like they were onto this uh, other shit doing those experiments that you talked about. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. she booked it. And that's when she started living in Japan and hiding from. Well, she didn't just book it. She left and then sabotaged the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She like ran some kind of like, I don't know, spyware or something. Or some- her, her, um, her software was used for everything in that company mm-hmm. because she got mad because they were like, hey, you know, and he goes, oh, if you I plan to take my tech with me, I'm going to leave. They go, no, when you sign an agreement with us, anything you created through the company belongs to us. Yeah, that makes sense. Nothing is nothing is yours. Yeah, that makes sense. Nothing. That makes 100 so, percent sense. Any company that you work for that you do code for, that's true. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I work for a company, but like I'm just a web developer, like any code that I make while I'm at work and, and using equipment at work belongs to the company right but for her it was it was more of a moral issue right because i'm helping right. you create something that's gonna destroy shit you know yeah so yeah, I, 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 I have a moral obligation to 
put a stop to this. Yeah. Regardless if you own it or I own it. Yeah. She wanted to create something that was because they promised her, oh, your let's say her firmware. Your firmware is going to help save lives. It's going to help people see. It's going to help people have uh, artificial limbs and stuff like that. And when they she saw what they were doing to the animals, did you see her like she wants to puke? She's like when she found that out. All her code was all over the system. Yeah. So that's how it was easy for her to wipe out like all anything where her code was wiped out. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was all with the tech for the uh, cyborgs. The company was like, we're going to you have two options. Either, you know, you work for us or you go to jail. Yeah. My thing was, I just thought she was like a regular hacker. Yeah. You know, nothing like what they claimed she was. I was like, damn. (laughs) She's supposed to be pretty smart. I don't know, man. Like the the way I took it, though, it did seem like she was. I don't know. It, it just seemed like she was upset at the fact that they were using her code, that they were taking right. her code, and I'm like, it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah, I work for this company. My the code that I made on your computer, yeah, that that belongs to you. You know, like mm-hmm. that doesn't belong to the coder. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That's the whole reason they're fucking paying you. Is so that they can use you to create code that they can use. Like, that's just, I don't know. I had a real problem with the way she kind of pretended to be offended. I was just like, wait, I'm, you know, like, eh, I don't know if I like that. I'm like, I'll oh, shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the real world. That's like that. That's for real, the real world. So like, for example, if I, if I make something really nifty with JavaScript or something at, 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 at work, it belongs to work, you know, now does it stop me from but like, what if they use that JavaScript to create a bomb and destroy half the world, Edgar? Well, here, here, here's, here's the funny thing, at least, at least with my fucking nonsense ability to code, uh, <laughs> At least with my ability to code, if they were going to make a bomb using JavaScript, they could use. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they could use some other dummy to make that bomb. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Like, it, but, it, but, but if it I'm, comes back that the reason the half the world is destroyed is because of this little insignificant role that you played. Yeah. How will that make you feel? Like, yeah, you understand that you were under contract to create it and it, it belongs to them, but you helped in that. You felicit, yeah, like, help them. Well, that's different though, right? That's that's the moral issue, but it seemed like the when, when that's they... The, I think that's, that's her issue. Yeah. Well, it wasn't I mean, like I'm not being uh, I'm not being like reimbursed accordingly. I, I think I, I deserve more money. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. she's just her issue is a moral issue. Yeah. No, I understand. But I'm just saying, like, in the in the scene, it seemed like she was more she had more of a problem with the fact that they were taking her code versus what they were using their code for. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. Uh adding more because you're a corporate man (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a problem with it like yeah go ahead use my fucking javascript it's not gonna do anything other than make a button go up and down you know like just (laughs) make a a cyborg that would be the button that's dead ace to bomb bro you see Uh, I mean if if they they use the javascript (laughs) I wrote to like make a button that makes a bomb that blows up the internet then yeah I I guess I would have a problem with it yeah (laughs) Yeah. You know, like there's fuck man, I fucked up the internet. <laughs> fucked up the internet. It's all my fault. No, dude. Yeah, but no, the like um, yeah. So I, I mean, I understand the moral quandary, and and yeah, like uh, yeah, you don't want to be a part of that. 
you know? Then again, though, like, okay, so they're creating these cybernetic pieces. I mean, just playing devil's advocate, all right? They're, mm-hmm. they're creating these cybernetic pieces. They need to test them. Who do you test them on? True. Like, no matter how you spin it, whether you use a, an animal or a human, you need a test subject. And if it takes implantation in order for these things to work, no matter how you spin it, it's inhumane. So is it, mm-hmm. so what path does a person need to take in order for that to be okay? You know, is it better to use it on humans? And you can tell me that it's, it's, it's better to test shit on a human than it is to test it on a monkey. I'm not saying that either is good, but this is going to be for the greater good. So that people can walk, so people can see. Like I understand the the moral dilemma, but honestly, it would be in, in for the benefit of the of the human race. But then again, you know, you know how these things work out with these companies, right? In the end, mm-hmm. the the CEO is just getting richer and richer. But that's goddamn they make Mecha Godzilla, and this Apex company yeah. did, ends up making Mecha Godzilla, like this guy said. Yeah. They, they didn't use their research for good, so <laughs> she had she had all right to to question their their motives yeah for sure I mean, and i'm saying yeah for sure i mean we know that though as as the viewers of 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 all the the stories that are made in, in this kaiju verse but i mean mm-hmm. she doesn't know that you know she doesn't know where the code is going for all she knows it can be to be make a paraplegic able to walk or give a an, an amputee a leg you know so like she doesn't know she's just and I mean, at least from like an honest perspective, you don't know what's going on. She's being kind of a brat, you know? I mean, obviously we know that Apex is the villain here. So like when I saw that it was Apex, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, this is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I know that's the fucking I thought you were all team Apex, man. No, what's dude, going on? No, dude. I, mean, I know they made the fucking Mega Godzilla. I remember the movie, dude. Like, yeah, like so like I know. Just who a minute Apex ago is. you were you were all defending them. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I thought, I'm, you, I'm, I thought you were in the payroll of no, Apex. Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they're paying for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we're all getting so new that's mics. That's how you got the new computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you got the new computer. Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. No, dude. That, that motherfucker is getting paid out of pocket and on something called bread. Where did we leave off? We left off at the fact that the Godzilla buried himself in the ground. We've been jumping they, around. They they captured May, right? They they took her back to Apex. And they and these people with uh, Kate and. The other guy tried to rescue her or whatever. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, then they, but then they kind of just give her, give, give her, her right? Yeah. And they're like, go find mm-hmm. Godzilla or whatever. <laughs> and, and then well, what it was is that they wanted to like study a Titan and they thought by having her, having May join them, they can, they can probably get one. Yeah. That was the whole point, you know, since they're doing it to um, cybernetics and stuff like that. The apex thing was that they want to create you want to control an apex and use it as a weapon. Yeah. So that was the whole intention of that. So, but when she turned back and said, no, you know what? Take me to jail. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Leave my family, leave my friends and family out of this. But then uh, Monarch ended up getting her out anyway. Yeah, Monarch got her out. Because at that point she was, she was just wanting to be reunited with her family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And all, yeah. Cause, and then they had that big moment where they do reunite. They, they, she walks in and they're all happy to see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which reckons back to this whole theme that that has in this family theme that I'm telling you the series has. That, yeah, yeah. But uh, then at that point, what Kate and the other guy, 
they decide to go to the her dad's office in Monarch or whatever. Kaden mm-hmm. and Kintaro go to. Um, yeah, am I remembering right? Or yeah, they're, well, they're heading to the next. Because she eventually decides to join them, right? May eventually right. decides to abandon her family again, <laughs> join them. But, yeah. Well, at that point, she already comes clean about what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of reconciled that whole family like stuff and. She now joins them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what, where, where were they going? I forgot already. Like, because they were heading somewhere, right? They were going to go find Shaw. Okay. Because Shaw, Shaw oh, already right, right, right. is on a mindset of doing something else. He wants to go. I think he went at that point. That's when they found out. The, yeah. But they were heading a monarch. They were heading to like the monarch headquarters. No, at right? that point, remember, they went to go look for Shaw and then they going to go to that radioactive place where Kiko mm-hmm. fell through. Remember in the in the first mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when May meets up with them, don't they go like to Monarch and like the guy shows them the their dad's office and mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's how they figure uh, out where he was gonna go, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Shaw was ultimately final destination was that place where Keiko fell. Yeah. And then at the same point, mm-hmm. that's when Monarch makes that big announcement and reveals themselves to the world. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. up to that point, it was all secret. Like nobody knew of Monarch, and they mm-hmm. posed themselves as like a safety company. Mm-hmm. Like this is the stuff we're doing. We're doing to keep you guys safe from the kaiju. And it was a strategic move on their part, but it was forced upon them because that's that's the guy with glasses uses that mm-hmm. emergency system to try to break May out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Where she was being held by Apex. So it wasn't yeah. like they they purposely. Uh, were trying to reveal themselves, but they were kind of forced upon because yeah. they activated this emergency system. So then they reveal themselves to the world and tell the everybody that you know we're under attack. I guess basically by monsters. Then they could have just easily said that that was a government form of safety, but they mm-hmm. chose to come forward because they thought that it would be beneficial. Beneficial, so yeah. A, mm-hmm. So from a public relations standpoint, it, it would give them some kind of ground or something that they can use uh, in in the future. But yeah, mm-hmm. what were you going to say, Primo? They wanted her to be the face of Monarch as well. Yeah. Right. And she said, oh, I'm me being a parent, too, you know, having a daughter, you know, this is for your safety. We're not, you know, but at the same time, you know, they're pro- they're posing themselves as a public company when technically they're still run. They're still being financed by the government. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting why, why they um, they did that. I, I like the way she she portrayed herself, too, because, I mean, she's like she's like Latin, you know, I was going to say she's yeah. Latina, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's Latina. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so she pronounced her name with, like, a little Spanish flair and yeah. shit. With the, with the accent, bro. With the accent, yeah. yeah. Like she did. It was like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah, Natalia Verdugo. Okay, I was you just going to look it up, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm Natalia Verdugo, and I'm like, oh, shit. Check you out. I didn't know you were Latin. Damn, you know? <laughs> it, like, changed my whole perspective of her, too, because her real name is, like, my really, I'm sure that's Latin probably is Mirale. Well, no, Mireille. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Taylor. So I don't know what she. She maybe she just knows Spanish. Who knows uh, what her deal is? But oh, she's born to the daughter of a med student in their last year of medical school in Guadalajara, Jalisco. There you go. She's super talented. Finally, she knows karate. She knows ballet. She knows tap. She knows gymnastics. She's a performance ninja. And now she's the, and now she is the in charge of Monarch. Yeah, she's the face of Monarch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, from that point, that's when they go to 
that uh, radio super radioactive place, right? Like, mm-hmm. was that supposed to be Chernobyl? Is that what that is? Yeah, that, I mean, they just, I mean, no, they they put they said that the place was like all oh, totally radioactive, but actually it isn't because you saw that they said it in the first episode. Oh, that's true, but that, that wasn't true when they went though. Because when they were there, it was like super really, it was like really radioactive. Because remember, Tim was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, so is this bad? And it's just like, eh, it's not that bad. It's just like, you know, having like uh, 10 x rays. Don't hang up. <laughs> 10 x rays all at once for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, like it was something absurd like that. I was like, oh, okay, well, an x ray is not so bad. And it's just like 10 of them. And then it was like, for an hour or whatever, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, maybe you want to get out of there if you want to have kids. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ever, yeah, yeah, ever, exactly. You don't want your yeah. ovaries to like fucking you know shrivel up or your fucking testes to burn off. Yeah, then that's when Lee Shaw pops out and then blows mm-hmm. up the place. Yeah, he had rigged it right. He had her. Yeah, they had a confrontation with them at the beginning too, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, they were like going to shoot each other and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just so silly. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what are you? What's going on now? Now you're the bad guy. Like, who's the good guy? Like, I didn't. Yeah, I was confused there for a bit. It's like, is Lee now the bad guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I was like, what the fuck did this happen? Did I miss something here? Yeah. You know, <laughs> when did this happen? I was like, I have to go back and watch the episode again. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So then that's what I get for blinking. Yeah, but then that's when they they fall through the through the hole. Then right, that's when they go through the portal. And Lee Shaw goes in. So does May, and so does Kate. They all end up on the other side. Well, they fall in. They didn't like intentionally try to jump in. They, no, the, the shit's blowing up and shit yeah. being destroyed. And Tim ends up getting hurt. And yeah, Tim gets really jacked <laughs> up. <laughs> he fucked yeah. up his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like walking around. He didn't like, die, but he got hurt. <laughs> he got hurt. He got hurt real good. Yeah, he got. He got worse. Like yeah, the rest of the series. Yeah, he's he's, he's walking with a cane, but Kentaro makes it out all right somehow. And, but yeah, May, Kate, and Lee Shaw fall down the this hole. Yeah, and then that's where episode. Well, the episode shows them arriving at this. What is it called again, Edgar? Access Mundi. Access Mundi place. Yeah, and they initially like wake up dazed. They're separated, right? Lee Shaw and May land somewhat close to each other, and then Kate. We don't even know where she landed. Yeah. She's not with them, and then. May and Lee Shaw had to like run through like a maze of like thunder lightning that's like striking them and he's like jig like running across all this. Yeah, and it seems it was like an after effect of coming through the portal. I guess there's like mm-hmm. some energy that gets left over or is kind of discharged as people are coming in. And so yeah, like it makes it electrifies the, the field or the area. And so yeah, they were dodging all this electricity, all this uh basically lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he already he already knew. He already knew he's like, Yeah, I've been here before and I know like yeah, so like just follow me and like try to avoid these. Yeah. And then Kate yeah, she shows up somewhere else and then she meets up with like a monster, right? Yeah, that like giant warthog thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when Kiko shows up 
and saves her from it, but shoots her with an arrow. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I thought maybe it was Lee Shaw who did it, but no, you turn around and. No, I, yeah, I figured it was because, yeah, it, it made a, a big deal of this mystery person yeah. who shot this arrow and then it's revealed to be Keiko. And I think that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's Keiko. Holy shit, she's actually alive and she hasn't aged. She hasn't okay. aged, yes. Yeah. Mm. And that was the wildest part. So, like, imagine, imagine. <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, grandma, grandma's not dead after all. She's, you know, she's still twenty three, and she's right here. You know, or, or not twenty three, but like thirty, and she's right here. She's like, damn, you're older than your grandma, mm. dude. How messed up is that? That is messed up. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> the way, so, the way these, the, the yeah, the last two episodes play out. The last cool. two so, episodes were fantastic. Yeah, it, it sucked me in. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that was that. I mean, I never saw that coming. I didn't think that they'd actually send humans into the uh, the Axis Mundi area, um, which was the uh, the phrase coined by. Keiko and actually Kate because it's like a, a place between heaven and earth I guess some kind of mythological you know. term that yeah yeah and so then they're they're like finally end up meeting up with Lee Shaw and May and they have their tearful introductions Lee Shaw actually hides himself and, and this is something that I never even thought of because I would have thought, like, especially as a writer, I probably would have, like, as a writer, would have just let them meet, you know? Instead, he, as a character, had the forethought to be like, okay, I can't just show up. I have to introduce myself slowly so that it's yeah, not so yeah, much gradually. of a shock, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so he had to break to her the news of the fact that there is a time dilation while you're in the Access Mundi. And and uh, well, when yeah, before that, though, like she she's having all these conversations with Kate, like, yeah, because they haven't met up with Lee Shaw and May yet. But before that, she's like she's explaining how she was sending these signals. He's like, how did you get here? Like, did you re- get my signals that I was like, uh, like sending out like or and like, where are you with Bill? And she's like. Like she's still thinking, yeah. Of course, like yeah, she's been in there, but she yeah, she's still, yeah, hasn't grasped, hasn't figured out that all this time has passed. Yeah, but yeah. Well, how, how long? How long did they say she was in there for? How long did she think she was in there for? No, she calculated exactly how many days because uh, when May and Lisha meet up with them. In May and 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 Kate have like a reunion. They hug it out. That's when Lee Shaw calls out to her, Keiko, and he's like, he's and she's like at first she's like, that voice sounds familiar, but it's like different. And then then he's like hiding behind the tree, and then that's when like Edgar was saying, he slowly like gradually introduces that it's him. You know, he he asked her, he asked her, he's like, he's like, it's me, it's me, it's it's it's, it's Lee. And then he asked her, how long do you think you've been here? He's like, well, to my calculations, I've been here fifty two days. Yeah. And then that's when he's like, slowly, he's like, well, actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like forty something years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was rough, man. But that's what I was I was talking about earlier the episode when we were talking about her performance at that moment the actor you know it, all that emotion like when she starts everything just starts like like she starts figuring out everything and just the fact that she everything that must have been going through her mind like you know like 
when she learns that you know she sees this old friend of hers that's now an old man and then mm -hmm. just her thoughts of her kid the other bill the bill and just how it like emotionally that that actress was able to convey that yeah it was pretty 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 cool to me got to me there yeah well i mean it, it mm -hmm. goes back to the theme that you mentioned before the the fact that you lost time because mm -hmm. you were working you know Mm -hmm. You you worked your life away and you missed all these moments. You missed your son growing up. You missed right. your, the birth of your granddaughter. You missed your son getting married. You missed two marriages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you missed all, you missed a lifetime, you know, and it was all because you chased, you know, your work, your profession. Uh I, dude, I, I didn't see that. That was, that's, that's an amazing theme that you were uh, able to kind of pull out of that. I, now, it, now, yeah. that, now that you say it, I, I can't unsee it. Now I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, well done, dude. I didn't think about that. I didn't see it. I didn't see that. I thought it was pretty obvious. But <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't know. I, I was a little kind of, I, I, I maybe distracted, annoyed, you know, by some of the, the, mm -hmm. the back and forth. But it makes sense now why the back and forth was there because it was it's about time. I totally understand too because like yeah the leading up to it but those final two episodes they really they really like hit you with that theme really hard. Right. And that's what that's where wow. I picked up on it. Those final two episodes. Yeah, fuck they, it. They were all about family. <laughs> I just spilled the fucking water again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like fucking. I went to reach for it and I fucking tipped it over and it just like, you know, I'm like ah. So anyway, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that makes sense why they play with time so much. Why they did all the you know all the flashbacks and all the flash forwards, all the all the jumping around in time. That makes one hundred percent more sense now. Even the theme builds into the casting. They casted Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt Russell to play the same character. Yeah, it's the right. but yeah the father and son deal. It's yeah. a family thing. It's it's like you let work take time away from your family. Mm -hmm. And what's more important, right? It, it, that's an amazing mm -hmm. theme. I, I wish I would have thought about it. I wish I would have seen it. I, I didn't. I didn't mostly because um, I, I did a little cramming for, for watching the show, but also <laughs> the fact that there's parts of it that take me out of it but i wasn't interpreting yeah. it. all the flashbacks all the jumping around in the story really kind of took me out of it a little bit mm -hmm. but i didn't realize that it was part of what they were doing yeah wow you know i gotta admit yeah. man they're doing some good writing with this kaiju stuff it should not be this yeah. fucking deep it's about fucking monsters <laughs> and here i am thinking shit wow they're saying some big things mm -hmm. i think that's what makes this show so good is the yeah. fact that it wasn't about just the monsters yeah. and they really were able to flesh out a story about human characters that you care at the end mm. yeah and, and like you, i really cared about the end like the like we'll get to episode 10 but yeah yeah well end. i mean we are, we are in episode 10 because yeah. i mean this well, stuff we're is, episode nine right nine <laughs> no because like in episode 10 this is where they they all meet up again and then they devise a way to get out mm -hmm. and that's when they put together the machine so then eventually what they do is they find that pod. They they get the pod. Well, there's that good scene too, right before. What, what it, scene she, is that? Where she figures out that, that, you know, she turns to Kate and she's like, and I think in her mind, she kind of already figured out who she was, but she asks her, and oh, who are yeah. you? Yeah. And she's like, I'm your granddaughter. And then yeah. she breaks down even more. She's like, yeah. I missed out on, on a granddaughter. Yeah. You missed out on a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But then they, yeah, they, that's, that's when <laughs> I think Kurt Russell's character leaves. He's like, all right, man, let's, let's figure out how to, how the fuck we're going to get out of here. He's, yeah. Cause he remembers that she was making the sim. She was sending back signals. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. is there a way that you can reverse that? Like, cause he, he knew that they, when he got sucked out of that place, they left behind the, the pod and he was already, uh, gets figuring out that if we can, we can use that pod to get ourselves out of here. I don't know how he would have figured that shit out. He's not a scientist. I mean, granted, he spent all this time with the scientists. But he did spend all that time with scientists. I don't know. <laughs> that part of me is like, eh, well, how, he, how does he? How did he figure out how to pilot that thing to get in there? I'm sure he had to read up on like. Uh, it makes sense, right? I guess. Yeah. He was a pilot at one point, maybe. Well, yeah. So then, like, but how do you, how do you, like, I could figure out, like, maybe, like, if he was a pilot, that he could say, okay, well, you know what, that that machine that we, that we flew in here, we can probably fly it back out. But I wouldn't have been able mm-hmm. to, like, oh, let's like attach it to the thing that makes the, mm-hmm. the, the you know, that's the the kaiju bait, like that. I don't know. I call bullshit. Although I don't have as much a problem with that as I do with the two lives <laughs> and the dog <laughs> that absorbs all the time. Like, all right, we've talked enough um, about the two lives. All right, <laughs> let it go, bro. No, let it go. It just, <laughs> that is the sticking point for me on this fucking on this show, man. I believe everything else. I even have a little less of a problem with Lee Shaw devising a scientific way to get the fuck out of the the access mundi but but the two the two lives the two families that's some nonsense man i can't i can't even afford to you know the fund the 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 one family how is this motherfucker funding two families let it go nah dude it's some bullshit bullshit let it go bullshit it's bullshit Anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So they hook up the kaiju bait. They carry this yeah. freaking thing, right? They, yeah. they're like they walk like around with it in the forest. It. They're like they're a force infested with monsters, and they're walking like nothing. exactly, cool. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he believes that over the two I don't families, have a problem with okay? that. <laughs> of course, why, why would I mean? Of course, you would walk safely through a forest with a giant fucking mechanism that calls kaiju. In a, in a mm-hmm. kaiju infested forest safely Of course that makes sense to me I mean I don't have a yeah. problem with that If a real bear showed up and tried to kill him He's like nah, I believe. I don't believe that yeah. I don't believe a bear would have caused that Not in a forest full of monsters no. If it was a kaiju bear I would believe that <laughs> But you know A guy with two families No fuck that shit This is bullshit <laughs> A giant boar, yes. Yeah. Two families, no. The, the other thing with the two families, the other thing with the two families, dude, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. How is this motherfucker going to remember shit about two families? I don't think he does. For all we know, he probably named them the I'm same sure thing. I'm sure he missed birthdays safe. and shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. I, he did. I don't think he, he, he did all that great a job of managing those two families. I don't think so either. They were probably just like, oh, well, we're on this on our own. I don't think they were. Yeah. Well, like how? He was there in the beginning, but not not when it counted. The mother's the one who took care of him. Yeah, they're the they're they're pretty much the ones the the breadwinners in those families. Yeah, like in a situation like that, that's when like I mean, come on, we we all have seen single family homes or single parent family homes. Like mm-hmm. you see what happens. The kids are usually fucking assholes. Like those kids end up like 
you know, uh, strung out on drugs. They have some kind of like uh, emotional problems or they're just in and out of jail. What have you? These kids well adjusted. And for some reason, you know, like Tintaro somehow makes money selling art. Like I went to art school. I didn't make any fucking money (laughs) selling art. Like more bullshit. It's just like how is this guy's upset? He's he's upset that this this Tintaro has. It's not about you. It's not. It's not about me. But there's a lot of bullshit here. It's just like I'm just saying from experience, Mm -hmm. you know, or from my experience. I I have one family and it's a hard time. It's a hard time to f- to, to fund the one family. Yes. And yes. then and then I had a past where I were you know attempted a career at art and it did not go well. And this motherfucker this motherfucker has two families and the son is a, a, an artist and he's doing well. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's some bullshit. And he's not like a like an artist that's like. <laughs> Like a CG artist, like even those guys make money, no, right? No, yeah, no, this uh, guy's like, I'm gonna make an installation. It's gonna be like a thing I hang on the wall. It's made of metal and bullshit, man. Like some bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm gonna put this thing together with two picks and then just glue it on the wall, and then people are gonna get pay me thousands. Of bullshit. I'm gonna push in, shine some light, and it's gonna you know thing do a thing on the wall. And no, bro, come on, fucking. That's where the suspension of disbelief is. Fucked, <laughs> you know. There's that's what that's what your focus that they had a better career than you. <laughs> no, bro, is that these careers don't exist, man? Like, just, <laughs> it's some bullshit, man. It's a bullshit. It's some bullshit. But the fucking kaiju are fucking awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the kaiju. Okay. Look, I believe the kaiju. That's 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 possible. Middle Earth, you know, Axis Mundi. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, sure. I have no problem with that. I believe that. <laughs> you know, not this fucking two wives, our career bullshit. This fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, anyway just too so, bad they didn't make him an animator in Japan. That would have just killed I, you. I would have. I would have <laughs> been. Okay. I would have been okay with that. But then that kid would have uh, been fucking. Tired as fuck because they worked the shit out of those animators in Japan. <laughs> they really bust them down hard, you know. Make them, you know. But he would have been, a, he would have been a superhero, yeah, animator. I'm sure they would have made him out to be mm-hmm. the greatest animator the, the ever. Better, yeah, he he would have been the fucking <laughs> Miyazaki. As an artist, he could. Yeah, yeah. He would then he would have said bullshit. Then, you know, artist. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one Miyazaki, motherfuckers. There's only one Akira Toriyama. But yeah, oh like, my god But like dude Like I don't know You should have made him A mangaka Oh <laughs> Speaking of which When they went to the house Cause that is believable Yes No that's yes. more I mean that's more I don't know Anyway like Remember when they went To the To the To the to May's house And they were like Trying to figure out Like where May was Or whatever Or there was Oh yeah, yeah And they were like Talking yeah. to the family And they're like Oh so how do you know I forgot what her real name was But like May or whatever How do you know May And he they were like, oh, we're in a manga group together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the, they started giving out names. Yeah, but no, the, the, the two Japanese kids didn't know shit about manga, right? Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. the one dude, the one white white dude was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this one and that one. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I believe that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that happens. You know, mm-hmm. white people know more about fucking manga than fucking Japanese people. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that one. <laughs> yeah. The nerdy white guy knows more about manga for sure. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, going back to the end of the show. So then they hook up that fucking giant ball to, you know, which is the, you know, kaiju caller. And they jump into the little spaceship thing pod. And they ramp it up as they start going. It starts going. Godzilla comes through or starts to come through this portal or tries to make a portal. As that's happening, that giant bat monster shows up again. Remember earlier in the the season, that bat Mm -hmm. monster made an appearance and he came back. I'm like, oh, shit, it's the bat monster from earlier in the show. And then they finally finally get that Godzilla. That Godzilla fight you want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Before all that though, there was a scene though, like where Keiko told Lee Shaw, like, I'm not going with you guys. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna stay behind. Yeah. That even leads in more into that family thing because she felt that she had missed so much of her son's life or everybody that she cared about's life that she didn't feel like yeah, she deserved to be a part of their lives anymore. Yeah. She felt mm-hmm. she felt like she felt guilt over the fact that she had missed so much and how how her work took her away from well, seeing her her son grow up. There was an aspect of that where it was like, well that's a world that I don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah. Her son was still out there. She that part that Kind of scared her. She didn't want to be, she didn't want to go back to that. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She was willing to stay there. Mm-hmm. Cause it was too, it was too frightening to see what she missed. But then Lee was like, Lee was like, no, you're fucking getting on that yeah. fucking. Cause that was his own motivation was like, he had all this guilt of like losing her uh, when she fell down there in the first place. And in, in his repeated uh attempts to get her back mm-hmm. his initial attempt when he first went there and then how he got sucked back and then his whole journey was all about fulfilling this duty that he felt that he had to protecting her and then getting her back safely to her her kids well i mean again ki- mm-hmm. running with your theme that you're talking about like lee shaw missed an opportunity with her he missed yeah that time mm-hmm. he could have been the one married to Kieko, mm-hmm. but instead it ended up being Bill. But he I think had, he he had a mm-hmm. moment where he he accepted that 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 yeah. that had that passed, and and his only thing that was still holding them back was that he still felt a duty to her to get mm-hmm. her back to her kid. Yeah, right. Yeah. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Kentaro is in the hospital and then gets out of the hospital and then he's having like he's he's mourning his sister yeah who, who he believes to have died and he sees her father his father his father is at the at their home and and they're like he's moving out he's moving his shit like his his mom like i guess filed for divorce or whatever so dude you know good good for her yeah for sure but dude how about when he walks in through the door i'm like wait a minute what when did this happen? I thought yeah. it was like a flashback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't believe that he was in the same room with him. I thought there yeah. was a flashback. I'm like, wait, you? they've been chasing this motherfucker all over the goddamn world. And now he just shows up in the apartment. Right. You know, it's Crazy. just like, what? Yeah. And then they have this conversation. And he's There's angry. Host, yeah. He blames yeah. him for everything. And then... Mm. And he tells him mm. what a crappy father he was, yeah. all that nonsense. And they, they kicked him out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they say goodbye to him. Yeah. And, you know, 
uh, for a minute there, I thought she would take him back. Cause she was like, you know, because uh, she was like, Kentaro Sydney's a dad. And I'm like, I don't know. He's kind of old already. He's, he- I thought the way she said it was like, he still needs his dad, but I don't need you as a husband kind of thing. Like mm. saying it like he still needs a dad. Like he, you could still mm-hmm. be there for your son, but like, mm-hmm. as far as a husband, like that, that's over with. Like yeah. she made that clear when she was like, you know, here's the divorce papers type of thing. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was more of a, like a uh, standing up for herself kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. But yeah. So then, yeah, he leaves and then was it, Sometime later, he re he reunites with Tim, right? He walk he. I don't remember anymore. Because he hooks up with Tim again, the and he's that's when he we see that he survived that explosion and he's walking around with that cane. <laughs> mm. That one chick and Monarch figured out that there was signals. Somebody was sending radiation signals. Yeah, it was like this one. I don't even remember the, the name of the like that character was like what just in that episode. Like she was no, not she was in a, in, prior, in a prior episode where she was like in Arizona, like in this like. Oh right, she's the one who got the signal, and and um, she was out of nowhere, just like looking at readings. Mm-hmm. And then at that, and then she shows up back at the monarch place, and then she somehow figured out that there was like these these radiation, mm-hmm. someone like trying to message them, and then that's when Tim mm-hmm. shows up. The girl's name is Doctor Barnes. She's a doctor on the show, and her name is Jess Silger Silgero. So that's who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like yeah, I I remember seeing her. But Primo, you said that she was in the show earlier before she was yeah, getting the signals. Yeah, she was in, mm-hmm. yeah, she was like in the middle she of the was, desert. She was yeah, all she's by herself. Got the signals. Hold on, let's let, let's not talk over each other. Hold on, Primo, what were you saying? Yeah, he was right. It's it's the one who got the signal in the desert. She was in. Um, she kept hearing a thing, and then she ran into her trailer home, and she pulled it out from some under one of the boxes that was in the chair, and it was beeping. So she was getting the signal. Uh-huh. She was getting the SOS. From the inner, from that. Um, in what episode? Access. In, in, in t- uh, I want to say episode seven. I don't remember this. Or eight. Uh, no, episode eight. Episode eight. I don't remember this. At and all. that's when she goes to a, to was it Alaska? Is that what they were at? Or when the base got taken over by Lee? Mm-hmm. Mm. She was the one, the girl that was in the bathroom. She was in okay. the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, her. It, well she's the one that figured out Keiko's uh, messages. Yeah, and then yeah. She tells she tells the the CEO whatever of Monarch, and then she 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 decides not to do anything about it. Mm. And then that's when Tim confronts her. She is like, "Well, isn't it important that I pursue this? What if somebody's out there to survive and, and is still you know stuck?" And then that's when she was like, "Well, what's more important? Like, do we?" protect the world or do we do we put our resources to protecting everybody from all these monsters or do we like try to focus on trying to help save these potential people that survive wasn't it important and then that's when he was like well isn't it well don't we want to like save people that survived this because they might be able to know what this is that we're searching yeah so they have a back and forth and then i guess eventually she gives him an ultimatum like well either you're with us or you're not and then that's when he eventually shows up at Kentaro's place and she's and then they both go see his father and that's when we see him uh in his office i guess he's just been living out of his office now Mm. and then 
He was mm-hmm. watching the video of his dad giving in the the, the last message. Uh, John Coon mm-hmm. and Bill. He was watching the video, and then that's when he they show up, and then Tim tells him like, "Oh, you know, well, this is, like I'm no longer at Monarch, and we find out he's no longer. He quit, and then he tells him everything that that they they discovered there. And I guess Kentaro and his dad kind of have like some. They make up somewhat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They end up like kind of deciding to work together, kind of a deal, right? Becomes important at the final episode because they all decide. They all decide like, all right, well, we don't have Monarch behind us. Like, how are we gonna do this? And then that's when they're like, oh well, we there might be another option. And then mm-hmm. we cut flashback to the the place where Keiko and Shaw and Kate and May are, and they're trying to escape set this thing off with uh but then it gets all like exciting too because of course the bat monster shows up he like the bat monster like kicks the pod that they're in because they were not expecting that they they do they were not trying to attract that monster he was just lingering around since the last time yeah yeah but like because he showed up he he kicked the pod and it Mm -hmm. unplugged from the the kaiju bait Thing. Dude, I got so many like Back to the Future vibes when fucking Marty's driving the car and he's like, you know, what the fuck? And he had to climb up there and like swing Dude, down. <laughs> there was a part of me that was expecting that that cable to be electrocuted, like to electrocute Shaw. Oh I was, no! I was expecting really? that. Yeah, I was expecting. For, I was like, "Why am I getting this vibe that he should get electrocuted?" And I, could, and I couldn't remember why. Like, why am I? Why? Why should he? It looked. It looked just like it, except it was yeah, black. He was like, he was like, mm-hmm. it's struggling. Yeah. So then he was able to connect it, and then he tried to get mm-hmm. back in the pod, and it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, that's when this Godzilla appears. Yeah, and then the other monster sees him, and he's like. They goes start, after him. Yeah, they go at it and, and we finally get that sh- giant battle. And then the portal opens up and then they get sucked into the portal. And as he but was Godzilla made, in, Godzilla made like a, he just he tore oh, him yeah. off. He just like cut him up in half. He, he just, just like ripped, he ripped the wing off and then yeah. flung the rest of them into the fucking portal. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's gonna make a mess somewhere yeah. wherever it lands. It, it did, that Oof. fight did not last at all. No. Maybe they didn't they didn't have the budget for a big <laughs> CG fight. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, it's just a bat. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. He didn't even he didn't even have to use his 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 plasma blast. He's just like grabbed no. him. That would have cost too like, much money. Tore him up, <laughs> yeah. and he yeah. just stood there yeah. and just like watched this little pot like fly by. Yeah, he just watched it by, and I'm like, this motherfucker's yeah. gonna swat at it. <laughs> he just left it alone and it just flew mm-hmm. into the fucking portal. And of but, course, but, but yeah, Shaw's hanging. Uh, hold on, hold on. And Lee yeah. Shaw is hanging on by a thread, and then uh, Keiko's trying to pull him in, and he's like, he's like "No, just let no, me go." No, no. Yeah, and then like inside the pod, there's the two girls, and they're holding trying her to pull her. Yeah, yeah. holding her from getting leave. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Come on!" No, was, it was. That's I'll just bullshit. get you my seat. No, 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 no. That's they not all, bullshit. They would all get <laughs> sucked out of that pod. But they should have been able to make it regardless, though, I think. Because didn't they, didn't like people uh, run through the pod with a uh, run oh, through Lee the Well, Lee Shaw got sucked. He got sucked out. Well, he got sucked well, out. Well, yeah, he's, initially- he's probably dead, right? I mean... I don't know how. Did, did you think he died? I have no idea. Well, well there's a, that 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 scene though where he finally he eventually does let go. He 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 looks at her and he says thank you, and he goes and, and he lets go. And I think that he he was just talking about he was able to fulfill 
what his what he felt his duty was was just to mm-hmm. get her back, send her back, and and he needed that closure. He, he that that probably had tormented him his entire life. The fact that he wasn't able to protect this girl and, and he lost her, and I guess he got some fulfillment at that moment, and he thanked her for it, and he let go. I don't know. Because he didn't see I, any purpose of him going back. What I don't know. I mean, I think there's more motivation than just I'm here to protect this girl. I mean, he's he's emotionally invested, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's yeah. in love with this person. It's not Absolutely. just about protection. Absolutely. It's not just about but, protection. Uh, but initially, he was he was hired by the general. Mm. He's like, go babysit these people. Like, go protect them. They yeah. don't. They're not soldiers. They're mm-hmm. just scientists, and they're no, out there. Bill. Bill. What's his name? Bill Bill Randa is a uh, military. Oh, yeah, he, was, right. he was an army guy, but he was like he wasn't there as an army person. He was there like a as a research photographer type person, I f- right? I forget what the mm-hmm. what the the whole thing is because he never really wore military uh, like fatigues or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think he was, I think he was just someone contracted by the army. He was former military, but he was no longer, I think, part of the military once he started as a scientist. I think Shaw. He was yeah. assigned to her. Yeah. Like that was, that was his assignment. I understand. But the, his assignment ended a long time ago. I don't, but to him, I don't think it did. No, I when think he it, lost her. It was more than just an assignment for him. Then I why, mean, why did, why did he come back multiple times? Cause he's in love with her. Yes. But it, it, it also reckons back to the fact that he's a military person who had this assignment that, that, it's more than just the assignment. It, it, it's more about what you were talking about before. You're right about before. It's just like about time lost. He had lost mm-hmm. his moment with her. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to make sure that she doesn't lose any more time. So it's not just so about, it's not just about protecting her. It was about making sure that she gets to live the life that she deserves to live. It yeah. wasn't about, it wasn't just about protecting her. It was, it, it, it's, it's his love interest. But right. I think he also had he felt some some responsibility. Oh, of course, that. Yeah. of course. But it's not about the mission. It was it, the mission was an excuse. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, but it's, it might it's, have been an excuse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's more about what you were saying before, where it's like it's he has missed that time with her. He lost out on that. That's something that he is now carrying. He doesn't want that for her. He knows what it feels like. He doesn't want that for her. He lost not only the opportunity to be with her. He didn't get to marry her, right? But he also missed a whole chunk of his life. You know, he missed 20 years or whatever it was when he was in in Kaiju land, you know. Mm -hmm. And then when he came back, they stuck him in another hole. And they put him in an old folks home for another 20, 30 years. And he became an old man in, in the real world. So, like, all he wanted to do was make sure that she didn't have to suffer the lost time that he suffered. Because she's already suffered a bunch. She missed a lot on, on that stuff. And, and, and he knew that. And that's, that's, why, that's why he was so prepared for that conversation. That's why when he, when he first was going to run into her, he had already thought about all this. Because he had all this time. And he had already lost some of this time for himself. And so he, he was ready to have that conversation because he, that's why. That's why he was so prepared. I was like, why are you so ready for this? Like how, like I would have never thought about that shit, but that's why. So I, so at one point he already knew that she was there. Well, yeah, he knew, 
he had a, a feeling that she was still alive and that she was there and that she was only there for like, you know, a, a few days, not, not years, you know, even though it's been years for him. And that's why the whole missing out on time thing, Fredo, that's huge. You're right. 100%. That whole missing out on time. It, it's, it's the big theme, dude. Wow. So that's why you think she, he thanked her. That's why do you think she said, he said, thank you. I don't know. That's weird, though. <laughs> I, I will admit, like, why do you think, why would he thank her? Well, it could be because of the aspect of him um, doing his duty. But we, I'm, I'm arguing, I'm arguing for the first You're arguing that, against that. Yeah, yeah I'm You're arguing against that. That, no. that it's not just no. about that. So no, he's it's not grateful. just about that. Mm. He's, he's thanking her for letting him fulfill his part in all this. I think it's more like, thank you for the experience. Like, thank you really? for being in my life. Mm. You know, maybe. I, and I, the, the mm. little bit. And maybe that was the only thing that kept him going. Yeah. All this time. Mm. Yeah. That he, she's and still alive. Yeah. That, that he, she's still out there and I can, and I can still save her. Yeah. Yeah. But what other reason would he have to live? Yeah. Like really, like yeah. all your, your friends, like when you got back, Bill was dead and like, you know, you're no longer part of this. You know, everybody that you knew is gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what is that character supposed to do too? Right? Like yeah. his love interest, the person he lived his life for, you know, is now kind of out of time with him. She's out of sync with him. She's still young and now he's an old man. There's no way she's going to want to be with him. You know, sure, they have that connection, but they're not the same people anymore. So, like, there's also this other aspect of, like, because this happens in relationships, right? Where you fantasize, oh, you know, I had this ex or this other person or whatever. But when you were together with that person, that you were the you were those people at that time. And when you have right. those memories, those are memories. That's the story of two people that you knew. At that, at that particular point in time. Exactly. So mm -hmm. now, uh, when you meet up again, mm -hmm. sure you can reminisce about old times and stuff, but you're not the same people anymore. Yeah, you you each have different experiences that that play a part in in you becoming you, and then yeah. when those two dots meet up again, yeah, yeah, you're not the same two people that you met that you were at a previous point. Yeah, you might be better for yeah. it, and mm -hmm. you might be both like better people. But like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're compatible anymore. Right. Right. Which yep, is exactly yep. the situation that they were in, except it was, it was physical. Right. Usually when that kind of thing happens where you people, when you re-meet with someone that you may have been with before your compatibility, you might still be able to sync up or whatever. Sure. Right. But the emotional attachment, you know, may not be there, which is what the case is. That emotional attachment is just the out of sync part. But in this case, it wasn't just the emotional attachment that was out of sync. It was, it was, it was a physical appearance that manifested physically because mm -hmm. of their age. It's uh, wow, dude. <laughs> the more you rip this apart, the more you pick this apart, the more fucking wonderful those, this those is. Those final two episodes are really strong, man. I, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was in there, yeah. Yeah, just like thinking about that shit. Like, wow, yeah. yeah. And that's up why to that point, it was, it, it was slow going. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, think about this, like, aren't you grateful for the relationships you had, the people you knew, the people you fell in love with? Sure. You know, and you can say, wow, you know, those are good times. Thank you for those times. Thank you for, for giving Even me the bad experience. times because all those, all those make 
who you are now, yeah. like they make it, you grow. It, they, yeah, yeah. It's all about growth. Yeah. yeah. So I guess maybe that's why he thanked her. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I mean, I think that fits a little better than the than the duty portion that you mm-hmm. that you brought up. <laughs> And then the, the, but like the, the, they're out of sync now and it's unfortunate, but like, what is he supposed to do? Go back. Like how heartbreaking would that be to come back into the real world and see the person that you, you, you lived your whole life for be out of sync with you. And now you guys are not the same people, you know, mm-hmm. you know, she's still the same person she was, which can happen. You, you, you run into people. They're still the same people. But, it, it, but it's kind of messy too, though. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, okay, let's get to the end. Cause like the <sighs> same element kind of plays a factor in the end. Cause yeah. she she gets back oh. in the thing after she lets go. They, everyone straps in, and then they go through the freaking portal, and then they pop out, and uh, not where they initially got sucked in, mm-hmm. but like they could pop out like in. Skull Island. Like Skull Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've and, popped out of Skull Island. And, and what's the company? Uh, I'm Apex. Already, Apex. They were waiting for them. Yeah. Find out that Kentaro and his dad and Tim were there when they pop out. And you figure out that. And, and then the CEO of Apex was there. Yeah. And then they, they come out of their pod, but then you figure out that Apex was the company that they went to to fund all this shit to get them back. Anyway, so then the, they get out of the pod. <laughs> Kate has a re- reunion with her brother and father. They hug it out and stuff. Yeah. And then... It's wild. The yeah. ending's wild. It, it was very emotional. Like, they get to reunite, and then Aiko is just sitting back watching all this play out. <laughs> And I, yeah, I was sitting there like, oh man, how are they going to do this? Like, how are they going to like, yeah. And what, like, yeah. 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 He like, so Kate introduced Keiko to the grandmother, to her grandson, Kentaro. Yeah. And to her son, Hiroshi. And I was was like, oh, I was like, tears, tears. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, damn, that's so crazy. And, and then of course, that was short lived because what happens? They set off an alarm. Yeah. They're like, oh shit. Tim shows up for like, get yeah. the fuck inside. Like, let's what's get going inside. on? Let's go. like, what, what, what's going on? And I'm like, what's going on? Is it like weather or something? Like, is there a tornado? No, this is like a giant fucking ape. And it's the fucking ape in the trailers for uh, Kong with Godzilla. It? Yes. Is that okay. fuck? It's the villain ape in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the. In, you know what is it? Kong new Empire. New Empire. New yeah, and yeah. What is it? What is it? I'm sorry, Cremo. New New Empire. New Empire. Yeah, new Empire. Yeah. So yeah, New Empire. The the villain is is there, or the villain monster, or the big bad, the big mm. big bad. So like, it wasn't Kong. No, it was not Kong. Okay. No, this guy looked evil. You know, <laughs> it's just so like I'm excited, man. Like now I want to watch. So like. Now I want to go rewatch all the all the like WB or what is are they WB? What what is the like company? legendary pictures? No? Legendary. I want to watch all the legendary picture monster movies, mm-hmm. and then and and get ready for New Empire. New like Empire. I need to go back and attach everything timeline wise in my head <laughs> to go forward with this, dude. Man, I, I I gotta admit, man, these kaiju movies are pretty fucking good, man. 
this one, it was good because they. It was it just because they didn't have the budget. They couldn't really focus on the monsters, so mm. they had to really make a good human story. Because, yeah, I like don't it was know, all, man. I, 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 I mean, want, come on. Do you think they had the budget to make some crazy like? Dude, it, they were globe trotting all over the world. They were all over the world, unless all those were sets. But the the monster wise, we didn't get too many monster fights, and and whatever monster fights we did get, they were like, you know, Godzilla showed up, like. Like sporadically, it wasn't like he was mm-hmm. a main focus. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and even at the very end, he just tore that uh, bat up and you know, in half, and and just stood there. He didn't really do it much. Yeah. Well, the whole point of this series was to introduce Monarch, not to focus on. Well, they've been introduced, but I, they fl- definitely fleshed out who Monarch is, and now yeah. you have a better understanding of what well, that they was do. the whole point. Like this yeah. was to introduce people to like, hey, this. Because in Godzilla versus King of the Monsters, uh, they just said, oh, Monarch. Okay, who is Monarch? Who are they? What do they do? And then this, pretty much we all know, okay, they're the, they're the company. They're, it's an organization that was put together to monitor and stop the monsters. But, because, I mean, there was a scene where in, in Godzilla versus King of the Monsters, they had, they had some high-tech gear already. They had like a stealth bomber with that was being chased down by Rodan and... They had the facilities. They already had monsters already in lockdown. You know what kind of that was crazy. You yeah. know, they just uh, to us it just popped up out of nowhere. But a lot of fans were like, "Who the fuck is Monarch? Yeah, who are they?" You know, and that was the whole point of introducing Kong Skull Island was because that's where it all originated from. So, is Monarch even a, a thing in the Japanese movies? No. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it's called G Force, but it's a government issued um, anti monster force. Mm. It's recognized by everybody. Everybody knows who G Force is. So th- their job is to stop any type of kaiju attacks on Japan. So, and, and there's never been a mention of G Force in the American movies. No, none. Mm. None so whatsoever. That's too bad. I mean, I mean they, were, they were they were introduced <laughs> in the American comics. You keep trying to connect the two. I want but them not. No, I want not so badly them. to be connected. I want, <laughs> but no. I mean, Godzilla in, Japan, in the latest Japanese Godzilla movie, they look. He looks completely different than the American mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, they're trying to make. Godzilla, the American version, look a little bit more like the Japanese version, but I don't know. Now, we didn't touch on this, but two years have passed now since Kate and May and Keiko, or, well, Keiko was already there, but yeah, May and Kate were in there and they come back. Two years have passed. Yeah. So we're like, we're already at the beginning of Godzilla King of Monsters, right? Is that the case? Well, because it was 2015, right? And then yeah. we're like in 2018. It's like 2018, 2017, yeah. Yeah. When they, when they pop back up. Let me see. So Godzilla King of Monsters. I'm looking it up right now. But I mean, how you? But you were saying about like how Lee Shaw, how his time has passed. Like, how, what do you think is gonna happen now with the Keiko and her son? <laughs> they reunited. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a weird thing because like he got his mom back, but. She's like younger than him now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting how they, uh, hopefully there's a season two and they uh, dive into 
that family dynamic a little more too. I, you know what I, I predict. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm hoping that I, I make a prediction too. But go ahead. They they find a way to like they kind of Captain America her, and they put her back in the original timeline somehow, and so that she mm. doesn't. You don't think so? I think she's going to go on the same journey that Lee Shaw uh, went this season, and she's going to try to get back in there. To get Lisha out, or just to stay there, and they'll they'll be able to live out their lives. Maybe she'll be much older, because you know time is gonna pass in oh. in our time, mm-hmm. and he's gonna be stuck there maybe a few a week, mm-hmm. and he's still gonna look the same. Oh, so they're gonna meet up in age, and they're gonna resync, and, and, and they're mm-hmm. gonna resync, and they'll be roughly the same age. That's what I predict. But because wow. I don't see I don't see I don't see Lee Shaw coming back at all. Season two, if anything, maybe at, at a like a finale. But then we're talking about like now 20 years or 30 years for her. For her. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like so from 2017 or 2018 to I say 2024. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But I, I, I that's how I see it. Playing so, out. so 2034. Yeah. So, you know, you would we would do a little time traveling. Because I mean, is it? I mean, that's like the more romantic ending to that story would be yeah. them two rethinking not only like in their age, but also like in time. And ultimately, that would be the best story, right? To find mm-hmm. the way for them to be the same age again, same age again. Yeah. yeah, whether they're both older or both younger. You know, I don't know how you write that. Like I say, it takes your time. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you you can do it because like, well, how did they translate the time? It's like. Every day equals a year in our time, mm-hmm. right? Because she was stuck there for fifty-two days, and and like yeah, fifty years had passed. Or mm. right, I guess something like that. Yeah, she she went in there like in the sixties or something. Primo, you had a, you had an idea. What was your idea? Like she finds a way to jump back. Okay, because you know that thing the 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 wormholes are tec- technically like a time jump, mm-hmm. right? Because remember the other guy, he jumped and he ended up in 1984. Okay, so maybe she's finding a way how to control that and she probably does jump back. Or one thing that that you kind of um, brought to light in when we talked about Godzilla Minus One, maybe they do something where they give, they they not only pull Lee Shaw out of, you know, Axis Mundi, they not only bring them back, but they also like figure out a way to make them young again with like Godzilla technology, you know? So then they make him young again or he gets somehow infected or something. Cause you, there's like the G cells or whatever you told me, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they, he gets a little bit of that by accident or something. And now he's young again. Or the, the like, remember you said they were dodging the lightning as they got out the first time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that had an effect on him. Maybe. Maybe he stopped aging or he's de-aging yeah. for all we know. That would be, yeah. Like, like there's ways to make that work again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You I, know what I'm, th- yeah. what I'm thinking while you're saying all these like, uh, like theories and yeah. All that stuff is like you. You'll believe that, but those two fucking <laughs> two families is impossible. 
That's just impossible. The, 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 it's just he impossible. can get sucked back and put something, and he's gonna de-age. But yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck him if he has two families. That's no, impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> that's it's impossible. That's impossible. It's, it's financially, scientifically impossible. Ooh, you know, ooh. unless 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 can uh, Hiroshi can actually time travel himself unless he has a way to teleport from fucking San Francisco to Japan just like the monsters do then maybe he's been it. using the portals maybe he's using if he the can portals do that, yeah. if he pop can do in that. one and pop in out yeah and then I believe it then I have a less less have a hard time because now now he can be an absent father in both places at the same time yeah, he could just be the your regular sitting on the couch, lazy, you know, fucking dad. You know, you know that San Francisco and Tokyo are are almost like uh, exactly aligned as far as the the what's the latitude line? Like oh, yeah? they're, they're all all this in between them is just an ocean, wow. but they're almost they're almost lined up exactly like so this Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> it's. I mean. Just, but for like, I don't think you're getting Kurt Russell back for season two. He he's so? too busy. I, I, and then financially, that's uh, how much he uh, can't afford this guy to come back for another. If you get him back, you get him for a finale. I think. So then you get you don't you don't get. You think him he's back. coming back for? I don't think he's coming back for another season of this show. Um, I want to say that you're probably right about that. And I think he he was more intrigued about the whole idea and concept be, uh, behind him being able to work with his son and being able to both portray a, the same character. I think that's fun. That intrigued him, and I'm sure that's why I got him to do the show initially. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, you know he was able to work with his son, I'm sure they weren't able to actually work together, but they were portraying the same character. I'm sure it intrigued him because yeah, Kurt Russell is a a list fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean all the other characters that I've never comes back as Jack Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jack Burton. Yeah, no, so like oh, Wyatt but, Wyatt Russell would be I'm sure it would come back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see. I him. would think that that's what happened where like my little idea of him the aging and when he go back to find him, he's he's young again. He's young again. Yeah. Now they're in sync with each other and that's yeah. the happy ending that they get. They're both young again, they can live their life and but you're traveling back in time? What are you no, doing? no, 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 You're just de-aging? I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying that the portal has some, did something to him to the point where yeah. he's de-aging. Mm. Uh, or maybe, maybe the uh, food in, in, uh, in Axis Mundi made him young. Maybe he eats a, f- a forbidden fruit or something and makes him young. There's ways to do this. We're going to one piece him now? <laughs> yeah, maybe, no, maybe, yeah, no, maybe this is a good Now you're... There's an Adam's apple and you eat yeah. it. <laughs> it's possible. It can happen. I agree with I you. I think guys. it's I think it's more romantic if she were to age oh, and then you want the Kurt Russell it. version. I want I want the romantic version. I think it would be perfect if they were both younger again, because then they get back that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if you age her, she's she's now now she's got all this time, right? If you can de-age them, but I, I don't know how you can take away experience from someone, right? Yeah, that would be rough. Well, that would be her thing. Like now she's in the real world, she gets to get the experience she needs, 
and oh, let's say just 10 years have passed. Mm. Right. And for her, it's, for him, it's like, what, 10 days, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. at the most. They come back and now they're both the same age. They're roughly around the same age. But they both have, now have the experience. Yeah, we'll see how they do this. But yeah, I, I you're right. No, de-aging them wouldn't be the best alternative. But I mean, it would be easier at least because I mean, you're you're arguing that Kurt Russell won't come back. It would be easier for Ryo Russell to come back because I'm sure he doesn't get paid like Kurt does. You know, um, mm-hmm. that financially speaking, because you know I manage the books over there. Uh, I would. Think well, that I'm, he, I, I think. Well, I'm just saying because Kurt Russell. I mean, he gets roles, so he's probably going to be too busy to like, dedicate. Yeah. yeah, I think eventually they'll. The way they end this season is is how you're saying. Like they, you know, they both end up resyncing in there at the same time, and they they get to be together. Whether it's you know season three or season five, eventually we'll see Kurt Russell again, and when they do, that's how they end it. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Assuming that they get to end the show too. I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's not thing too. Yeah, for all we know, they might they might end it right there through that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, that might be true. That might be true. That's, too. that's another thing. Like like like, I wonder if this new movie is there a chance we might see some of these characters. I would love to see Kurt Russell in it. Yeah, uh, and I, and I kind of was digging around, and and there's some rumors that because if you watch the trailer of New Empire, there's like a. In the inner earth, there's like a society. There's like people down there. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like this orange world. Mm-hmm. And like, who knows? Maybe Caruso might be amongst them. He'll be like the king of them. That's how that works out. You know? But I mean, yeah. Like, I want to see more of these characters and hopefully they'll incorporate them somehow in the movies. Like, yeah. Like Keiko, Kate, and like all of them. Now that we've gotten to know them throughout the series, and we have a pretty good understanding of who their characters are, and mm-hmm. then how they, and how they would play out in movies and these movies, I'm in for that. Instead yeah. of like introducing people who you, who you meet in like and for a few like minutes, and then they they want you to care about, and but you don't really care about because you don't know anything about them. And you're just like, yeah, just get to the monsters. Like, what's her name from Stranger Things? And she was in, she was in Kong. Uh, 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 King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown is who you're talking about. I could not care less for that character. I was just like, yeah, I, just, didn't, I didn't get it either. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was with this, the black dude, like a podcaster. I was like, what? I don't. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully they'll get a chance to be in the movies as well. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So I think we said our piece on this one. You guys want to want to call it quits for tonight? Sure. Yep. Cool. I, I got the. I got my babies knocking on the door here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you, Fredo. Thank you, Cousin Primo. I am Ergo Traves. We will catch you next time. Later, brothers. Later. Later. The music you're listening to is titled Fly, Fly, Fly. That's the Killrude remix. And that's by Ethan Martin. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Now, if you haven't heard, Epidemic Sound is an awesome service. They provide royalty-free music for low monthly cost. You get an awesome selection from the catalog. They have hip-hop, reggaeton, electronic dance music, etc. And if you're a content creator like myself, you're always looking for something to make your content pop. 
and choosing interesting music is a good way to make that stuff pop. So make sure you check out Epidemic Sound and when you do, click on that referral link in the description. Another brand I want to plug here and that I believe in is Titan Fitness. Titan Fitness provides equipment for your gym, whether it's a commercial gym or a gym that you're building at home. Titan Fitness has the price for you. Their products are, are of great quality and they don't break the bank. There's some brands out there that'll hurt your wallet and uh, Titan Fitness is not one of them, man. I have quite a few pieces from them and I love them. So like I highly recommend them. I use them so I wouldn't put anything on here that I don't use. So if you're looking for fitness equipment for your gym or home, make sure you check out Titan Fitness and when you do, click that referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Yeah, man, I still call bullshit, man. I still think that having two families is impossible. All right. Sure. Sure. People try it. Right. But, you know, do you see them succeed? I guess this guy didn't succeed. Right. But whatever, man, this is. But it's bullshit. It is bullshit. This is, you lost me there, man. The writers on this show, the suspension of disbelief was broken right there. I'm telling you. That's where you messed up. But I will say that the theme that Fredo was able to point out to me, that was fantastic, man. I don't know who's doing the writing for these monster movies, man, but it's art. It's freaking art, all right? The idea that you have toiled away your life and missed all the important moments of the people you care for makes you want to run home and give your loved ones a big old hug. So now if you're new to the show, make sure you check out our website, theflowworldpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes. And you'll also find certain playlists for the different topics that you like. We handle a few different topics on this show. And if you're into movies, uh, we have plenty of movie reviews all set up for you to listen to in those playlists. So make sure you check out our website, theflowworldpodcast.com. Also, if you're looking for stuff to follow, man, follow me, Edgar Otraves, on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show on Instagram under the name The Floral. And don't forget to follow my homies on Instagram. You can follow my good friend Fredo under the name Fredo's Video Games, or you can follow Cousin Primo under the name the underscore real underscore cousin primo. I'll put all those links in the description so you don't have to dig around for them too much. And if you're digging the show, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at. Press all the buttons to make the podcast guys happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Otra Vez. We'll catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Laters.